0: Hey, modelers, welcome to episode 25 of the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. In this episode, we'll be joined by our very special guest, Spencer Pollard, for an in depth discussion on scale modeling as well as competing with yourself. So buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a regular part of your modeling bench sessions. But before I start, I would like to take a second and thank the sponsors of the Model Geeks podcast. Detail and Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, and Sprue Brothers Models, as well as the listeners that donate each and every month to make this podcast possible. That said, here are the geeks. Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Welcome to the Model Geeks Podcast. Darren here coming to you with my outstanding co host and three of the best modeling buddies a guy I could ask for Nemo, Frildo, and YD. They're backing me up today for this, our 25th episode of the Model Geeks Podcast. First 22, but most importantly, what? Anniversary. anniversary. Uh, our anniversary, Yay! one year, my friends. Goodness gracious, man. Where does the time go, huh? That was freaking out the window. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean a year. It quick.
1: It was Damn. a busy year though for it, modeling, you know? Lots of shows and good products and tons of, you know, builds. So yeah, I mean, it was
2: I and think we were good.
1: we were, we were talking the other day, you know, we we're shooting back and forth on the little text box thing or whatever about oh yeah, I finished this many or I finished that many. And uh I think I did like four this year, which is crazy, you know. Now that I've was starting to get into armor. Yeah, I can crank, crank yeah, one out right. in like a month. You
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah. I'm a. I've started more than I finished. <laughs> That's yeah. just a, I think Jeez. I put up there what three I did. I sure bought more down. than I started. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah do so That's much bad. cool
0: stuffs coming out, man. It is. Oh yeah, we'll cool touch stuff. on that here in a few minutes. Yeah. There is some good yeah. stuff coming out. Absolutely. A lot of news.
1: Uh, yeah. Santa Claus was like so good to me, um, for gift certificates. So oh, yeah, I've got, Oh yeah. It's crazy how, how much, um, <laughs> much my, my family, I, I, but it's easy. They're like, well, we're just going to get Scott a Spru Brothers gift card. And boop, that's it. Done. I'm like,
3: done. You know,
1: don't need anything else. <laughs> and yeah. that's the
3: best gift, man. Just, it is.
1: You know,
4: whenever
3: anyone asks me, Oh, I don't know what to yep. get yet. Yeah, get me a gift certificate. Uh, Some hobby thing, man. It's easy.
4: It is easy. My mom and dad did that for me a couple of years ago. And my mom, God bless her heart, not the most technologically coherent person sometimes. She couldn't figure out. She had a hard time figuring out the Screw Brothers gift card thing. So for this year, they just gave me cash. They're like, here. My mom's like, I don't want to deal with that. So here's just cash. <laughs> not not tech savvy, I mean, huh?
1: Yeah. My, my mom's the same way. She goes to the giant and buys me like a Visa gift card. <laughs>
4: that's,
2: that's
5: you
1: know, because she doesn't right? know how to, she doesn't even know how to like double click on an icon. You know, she doesn't yeah. even know what Google is. I mean, she's almost 90. So she's just like, whatever. I just drive to the
0: store and buy you something. Even a gift card to her is just weird. Yeah. You know? Anyway, well, cool. well. Speaking of uh, Santa Claus, man, how was y'all's Christmas? Everybody have a a good vacation. God, I know I needed that break. That was uh yeah. It was yeah, nice mom. to have yeah. a little time to, with the family and stuff.
1: Yeah, I I I didn't. Yeah, it's it was great, but I just I've been so busy lately. I just sat around. I didn't even <laughs> sit at the bench. I, I didn't I didn't touch one modeling anything. You know. So help, my New Year's resolution is to completely change that. <laughs> yeah. So there's some things that are going to happen in the same old world that are going to help help me get back to the bench. <laughs>
0: That's resolution number one. Whitey, you, Christmas? Uh, you have a good time this? Uh,
3: yeah, man. Do we travel? Pretty quiet. No, stayed home. They stayed do? home, and the son and daughter were off at their respective boyfriend, girlfriend, family houses doing stuff with them. So it was me and the wife and dogs just hanging out. It's quiet.
0: You, yeah, your wife and your new buddy.
3: Yeah, man. My new, my, my new buddy. <laughs> I got a dog. <laughs> oh my For God, those God. listening, my wife, my wife got a dog, but it's with me all the time. And he's cool. Well, and everything. He's a puppy. He's full of energy. And I'm just not the guy that. He needs a 10-year-old kid to run around with, not me. Yeah. I,
0: I give it, I give it. you know, another six weeks, and that dog will have a, a bed underneath your bench there. You know, so oh, he'll come in here and
3: hang out. I mean, you <laughs> saw him it. yesterday when we were talking on here. You know, he come in yeah. here and sniffs around. And as long as he doesn't eat anything, you know, he, he talked about before how he ate my 132-scale Jäger figure. <laughs> or yeah. Or started to, and I got it out of his mouth. Uh, but since then, he, well, then he flipped my SBD that time that, I don't know. I think he's he's leaving the models alone. That's kind of good.
0: Well, that's <laughs> good. And that's the important thing. Uh Pharrell, yourself, I see you uh you did some traveling down to Florida. How was yeah. your your holiday?
4: It was good. It was good. We uh, opened up presents Christmas Day and after that we p- finished packing up stuff and got on the road and headed down to Florida for like four days. And uh went down there for a quick trip, saw my family and then uh came back.
0: It's yeah, kind of so, nice
4: to see things I haven't seen. Them, I haven't seen them in a while, and
0: God, you know, it's been five been five years, I guess, since I've done any family type Christmas uh, away. It's just always been the wife and I. We don't, you know, don't generally take leave around Christmas time. there's just so many people traveling, you know, so much going on. So.
4: Ninety five wasn't bad when we left on Christmas Day, but man, coming back, it wasn't like stop and go traffic. But there is a lot of cars. There is a lot of traffic, but it was yeah. flowing. in in spots but it was just i hate 95 man and i try to avoid 95 the only time i take 95 is when we go home to florida any other time like when we have the camper i take 17 yeah we go south i just i avoid and especially like a bottleneck's right there for no reason it just it's like bumper to bumper almost and when you get through it you're like well what was the slowdown for and you see no accidents or anything
0: yeah i think uh Somebody asked me the other day about traveling, and I was like, "Nope. If I'm not flying, I don't know that I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna venture more than about two or three hours away unless I'm flying." So uh, anyhow, well, hey, to kick things off. Let's uh, let's shoot around the room here. See what you guys are working on. What's on your bench, Whitey? Since you're on my uh, uh all right, left uh, there. Let's uh, working across the screen. What you got going on?
3: Well, I finished up the Harrier. That's done. And um so I Yeah jumped, man, you like crank uh, through that thing. That was that yeah, was uh, that was awesome. It's because I just stuck to the basics with it, man. I just was not gonna go crazy with aftermarket or nothing. I I put a, a quick boost seat in the thing and that's it. Uh stole some Rockeye Eye Mach twenty rock eyes from an A ten kit and that was the extent of it right there, man. And everything else was just out of the box and uh I, I added some aftermarket decals that Scott hooked me up with uh for the uh Desert Storm guys. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was a quick, quick, uh, build relatively speaking. Uh, and then it rolled right back into that, uh, M4 Sherman I'm working on for the, uh, triple P's, uh, group build that they're doing. And that's going to be a Polish, uh, Polish Sherman from the, um, I think their second regiment or something like that. It's got mm-hmm. a weird scheme. It's got like some, uh, camo paint that they applied to it in the field. And, uh, so I'm going to do that, that one for that. Uh, and yeah, that's on my bench and that's what I'm in work on. Another tank. Number two, <laughs> second tank. <laughs>
0: the uh, the Harrier, to, to back up that for just a second, I remember you had uh, some problems with the paint or paint color or something early on. Oh, that.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I used aqueous, Gunsy aqueous paint. And uh, the light ghost gray, that went down fine, but then it has a neutral gray uh, camo with it. Uh, y- you know. And I had an older bottle of it. And when I shot it, it was like practically the same color as the, as the light ghost. And I was like, man, what's going on here? And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know whether it was because an older bottle and it, it wasn't an older bottle because it had the old style label that they that they have. Um, so I got another bottle and, and shot it and it was, it come out a little darker. I did add a drop of intermediate blue to it to, to kind of blue it up some too. Um, but then, but like I said, yeah, that, that first bottle of it just out of the bottle was doing nothing, man. I was like, man, I'm not seeing, that was like no contrast, you know? Uh, yeah. So. I thought the, the, the color, whatever you, I guess the
1: intermediate blue was the trick. Cause I thought that hue that you got, um, you know, that you sprayed was like perfect. It had just a tint of just that slight tint of blue to it, which was exactly like what the picture look like so i thought it looked really i kind of totally freaking didn't help you on that one i'm like yeah yeah yeah. i'll help you man i'll I'll get that mixed up for you and then i just (laughs) worked didn't yeah (laughs) you're like thanks a lot dude (laughs) i'm like oh shit sorry and you're like i already mixed it and then you sent me the picture and i was like wow it was better than i could do that was perfect so i thought it looked really good
3: yeah i've always liked that scheme on those things man from that one squad what was it 231 i believe i'm probably getting that wrong i forget uh, but yeah, they had their their blue gray scheme that they put on for the Gulf War. Um, so anyway, yeah, got that done. Thanks to the Triple P Scott and uh, Jim Bates for hooking me up with that kit, man. That thing's hard to find out there.
0: It is. It is. It's uh, that's a rare one for sure.
3: Yeah, odd. Um, but ask how it does that. You know, it's like yeah, you know, limited re- release. They ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no I don't kidding. know whether we went back and changed the molds or what,
4: but um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of, because kind of the nose sections are all separate on those things, so you can Yeah.
3: Yeah. Huh. It's weird that they don't they don't chuck that that early B model out. The B yeah. pluses, yeah. man, you can get those things all day long.
1: Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's weird. Yeah.
0: Well that's uh you know, we will we we'll talk about the uh what's uh coming out here in the you know in our news. I saw that uh it might be still over there on the printer that Haskell's got another uh Harrier you know, an update really? one coming out. Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Which what do you uh, know which 22. version or uh let's see here. No, it just says uh A V eight B Harrier two plus.
1: Oh it's probably just an okay, updated
3: decal set yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. February next month release date. Okay. So. Huh. Yeah, they okay. probably just threw some new decals in there. Yep, like I said, those B pluses are all over the place. You can find those all day yeah. long.
0: Yep, <clears throat> Nemo, what about you, my friend? I saw you finished your F four? Beautiful job, as always. Yeah,
1: I I, f- I finished that one a a while back. Um, I guess right before the holidays. Um, and I was have not touched anything. I was all, you know, gung ho about. I don't know. I have plenty of time. I'm gonna work on my I, mean, I had time for anything. at all so and i think i'm I'm not real motivated to build anything right now uh meaning there's nothing like the su-27 while it it's it's cool and all that i don't know i'm just i'm so pissed about the landing gear so it's just totally turning me off to to working on it so i'm gonna end up shelving that one for a while because it's just it's just sitting here on the bench and like well maybe i should try to build work on something that I have up on the shelf of doom, you know, try to get one of those out. And then I'm like, well, there's a reason why they're on the shelf of doom (laughs) because it just lost interest. So I think I'm going to clear the bench off and then try to work on something that, um, I got a couple of new kits over the holidays, um, that are, you know, to me, a type of, you know, just a simple build, um, you know, just, something that's going to be fun and not not take too much time just to kind of get the the mojo flowing again uh because right now there ain't no mojo flowing at all so um yeah well so not a whole lot uh on work on anything to be honest with you there's um but but i got but i got to find something because i got some cool stuff for christmas i did get one of those new um uh, mr hobby i think it's the ps uh Oh well, let
0: me grab it. Man, that thing is nice. That airbrush.
1: Ah, there it is. Okay, yeah. It's the it's the Mr. Hobby uh Mr. Airbrush custom with the uh um the point zero one eight n- uh, needle which is uh nozzle, which is you know it'sy bitsy. And it's the PS seven seventy one. So I have just seen so many good things about this particular airbrush. It's kind of it's it's I think it's very similar to the Iwata um those custom micron brushes um which are like five six hundred bucks this one i got for i don't know i think i, I don't i mean alison bought it for me but i think they're like a little over 200 so i'm real anxious to uh, um to spray it because i think it's i think it's going to be a lot of fun to to use that thing so that's it's nice yeah. looking man it's, it's yeah it's cool it's heavy though it's actually it's actually pretty heavy um it's a, it's a but the trigger oh man it's just like butter. You know, it's just so but, smooth. Uh, yeah, it's really. And then finally, I, I went and bought a ton of those QDs, those quick disconnects, and got everything. All my airbrushes are all fitted now, so I can just quickly interchange, which I'd been meaning to do that for years. And finally, I, I asked Whitey, I'm like, where did you get these things? And he's like, Amazon or wherever. <laughs> so I just like hopped on, and there's just like hundreds of them. So I just, I ordered a whole bunch. Yeah, they're and, money, man. I mean, yeah. you
3: know, you don't have to mess around with your little. Wrenches no. and things like that, <laughs> which
1: is which is what I do. Yeah. I, I'm just like, why am I doing this? Why am I making this harder? So uh, yeah, having those little QDs or. If you haven't yeah. done that yet, folks, get get just order on Amazon the little quick disconnects. They're super cheap. I mean, it's like ten know. bucks for a whole bunch of them. Yeah, we so,
3: like yeah. rank amateurs. You see, some guys that have like a manifold with like four airbrush <laughs> hoses coming off oh, of it. Uh, I mean, as one. long as you can have a cute quick disconnect, though, that's it, yeah, all.
1: You set. Know,
0: you're good to go. We got a guy in the club that's got a setup like that. Oh
1: yeah. Well, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> There's a couple of uh, them. Got yeah. Got
1: the so manifold. yeah so. I, I think I got I got I got I, I sure got a whole hell of a lot more um than I'll ever probably build in the next ten years in the last month for Christmas and whatnot. So yeah, I I did a recount on how many kits I have now and I have over four hundred. And uh Man. now that I <laughs> But I'm only like I had a real banner year here. I built you, four. So you got to live <laughs> so, to be
3: 182. Yeah, man. I only have crazy. to live to be 95 or 96 or something oh, like that. My last, yeah. my last count.
1: Well, well <laughs> you know, I, but it's that's why that's well, what we, when we talk today. Well, I guess when we have our our interview episode, this is this is what this is what I'm going to try to to get back to is just just building, having fun and building, and not. Sweating the details and sweating some of the stuff. So yeah, I'm anxious to to talk more about that later.
0: What uh, well, what, what what do you got up next then? I mean, if you don't really have Me? anything, uh,
1: yeah, I have no idea.
5: No
0: I idea. Have no, clue. Huh?
1: no. I mean, I maybe um something to ish. Yeah. You know, one of their forty eight scale props. Um, you know, there are a few kits that I that I am anxiously awaiting. <laughs> Um, but we can talk about that later. Well, see, so, that's part of yeah, that rabbit know. hole.
0: See, you just talked about all those kits, and you said there's a couple you're anxiously waiting for. Me. Yeah, Pick something a, off a, that shelf behind you and get it's it. It's a disease. Yeah, <laughs> it I don't is know. A disease.
1: I, I, had, I actually had thought about doing one of uh, Eric Hartman's. There's a G6 that has that black tulip on the nose. Um, oh, yeah. You talked about I, that before. I did, there, and I've already started working on. There's a few mods that you have to do to the, to the to the cockpit super easy though i mean just like put the battery box in which uh eagle parts already makes a replacement part which fits perfect you, there's nothing i had to do and that's really it there's and then so i have um and i'm just waiting on some masks um so i can you know paint all the markings and right. uh but yeah i think i think i might jump into that one or uh i mean i would Believe it or not, there's that Great Wall hobby SU twenty seven. I'd really love to do that one. This Kitty Hawk SU twenty seven has just pissed me off. So I'm just, I, I need to put it away for a while and not look at it. Even though it's completely painted, I just need to paint the is, the, the metal areas, and then she's ready for decals. And there's not a whole lot of fiddly bits either. That metal area, those
0: that's intimidating for me. Oh, that, I mean that that area back there has got that makes or breaks that kit.
1: It it, it made it made um when i painted the exhaust section on the f4 i was really happy how that turned out and it wasn't hard at all it was really pretty simple so that's what made me kind of get excited about oh doing the engine sex but then i started looking at pictures man and i just i just don't know how i'm going to make it look like
0: i know pictures you know
1: so it's... anyway so i'm stalled <laughs> so i ain't got nothing really in work on just need to find something new
0: We can revisit both of those in our uh, main topic and interview here in just a little bit. Because those both fall within that that realm there. So, Fraldo, my friend. Musaru cup guy. Mr. Gunpla guy.
4: Yep. That one is uh, almost done, actually. So, we
0: will make the deadline. I saw. It looks really good.
4: Thank you. I'm finishing up the uh, oils on it and stuff. So, I'll finish up the weathering on it. And uh, we'll get it ready. And it will be done. I finished the mig 15 UTI. It's done. Yeah, I finished that over, over Christmas, I believe. And uh, I don't really, I'm working on the uh, Sherman for the the Posse's group build over there. Yeah, got uh, my metal tracks, the Master Club tracks. It's. So now uh, I got those in.
0: It's funny now. We've uh, all three of y'all have mentioned an armor piece. <laughs> all three of you. And I uh, I'll be mentioning two here in a few minutes myself. What the hell's happening to us guys? Well, we, we don't just build airplanes, man. We don't. No, we don't. You know, whatever <laughs> whoever floats our boat. I don't know. Scott's got a grin on his face over there. <laughs>
1: no, I I cause I was I hopped on and asked uh those, you know, John and TJ and Scott and all those guys about what's that there's this um that German World War II like half track kind of vehicle. It's the SD. KFZ. Yep. Um, and so Scott hooked me up. He's like, try to look at this one, look at that one. So I, I ended up getting one on eBay. It was pretty cheap, though. It wasn't very expensive, but God dang, man. I, I mean, it's detailed, but man, it's
3: got a bunch of parts to it. I'm like...
1: Dude, that's one thing that's I've
0: noticed gonna... about armor kits. There are a bunch of parts.
3: Well, yeah. the Dragon kits in particular, yeah. it seems... Yeah. I, the Sherman I'm doing is a Dragon. Yeah. M4DV. Yeah. And you know, as I'm going through it, there's like five different mantlets for the cannon.
0: Uh, yeah, all those different drive options, drives, brackets.
3: Right. There's like three different versions of that. There's so many parts in that thing, man. I'm like, holy cow! And you know, uh, when talking to those guys, John and, and uh, TJ about, okay, I'm going to do that Polish one. What, what? Kit? And so they sent me that kit. You know, John yeah. out of his stash. Which, thanks, dude. And so I was like, okay, I'm I don't know shit about uh, Shermans, and, and so I'm just gonna build it. You know, John said this is this meets the criteria. Because then my nerd self, I like, start looking at the, you know, I'm building it by the instructions because I know nothing otherwise. But then I'm looking at the photo that I have of the uh, Polish one, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, those drive sprockets and that that rear wheel dealy is different than what the, you know, instructions are telling me. So. Sure enough, I look in the box, and the, and the parts are there that match the photo. So I'm like, "All right, I'm already going off the road, but I'm deviating from the plan already, man."
0: Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen some pictures out there with the uh, Shermans with different road wheels and uh, just all sorts of stuff. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. Cool. Uh, Pharrell, you're you're Sherman. How far along are you on that?
4: Um, I got the main chassis together, and then it's the Asu- As- Asuka, the Asuka kit, mm-hmm. and the instructions are all like out of whack like the way the instruction read like it's not your typical booklet like instructions and you have to like flip it different ways instead like how a normal book flips you know how most yeah. instructions are you have to like flip it over and flip another way to go to the next step and
0: yeah that's and figure a thing, all that, like that out um to go back to your um your mig that thing really looks sharp man i love that that camo paint job that you got oh, that thanks. really tight man it really looks cool well, that was with that uh, Sotar. That was my first time using a
4: Sotar, so that was yeah. pretty good. I wanted a natural metal one, but it was that trumpeter kit and joining the rear the fuselage pieces left uh left the plastic rougher than I wanted, and I didn't want to do a natural metal because then it yeah, was hard up. to do. It's got to be so. Smooth. I just went ahead smooth. and uh, yeah. So I just went ahead and did another camouflage job on it just to kind of like hide it. Yeah.
0: But it looks and great. It came out good. Well, thanks. It does looks great. So, uh, you know, I mentioned two pieces of armor. That's what I've got. You know that 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 Hellcat the M eighteen, which I just need to finish. I'm in the weathering stage there, and it's a little intimidating. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: <laughs> no, nah, man, it looks awesome. It looks really good. I mean, for 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 us, I I think you know, guys that are just aircraft modelers. Yeah. Like we've talked about the techniques that we've learned. They translate pretty well to anything, whether it's car or ship, yeah, uh, they, armor. You know, I mean. So yeah, I think it looks good. Thanks, I appreciate the metals or fundamentals.
0: Are it's, fundamentals. A, it's uh, it's the weathering part though. I mean, I get a little bit intimidated when it comes to working with pigments and uh, some of that stuff. Trying trying to make mud look real. You, I oh, mean, man, you can you slap really. slap that
1: crap on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sling
0: it. <laughs> I'm trying to pull my best night shift, and it's uh, yeah, we'll get there. I want it to be beat the hell a little bit, but not over the top so
1: there's only one kovac man like, i dude, know
0: man it's it's just you know uh, i've yeah. said it once i there's say only again, one he walks on water <laughs> dude, so, yeah,
4: he also does, does buildings man he makes scratch buildings, on buildings that look amazing but, and then he's like
1: board. well i guess i'll try and paint a figure and then it looks like <laughs> somebody who's been painting figures for a hundred years and uh, they know, know exactly what they're doing you know his brush control is just yeah. it's his attention to detail is just phenomenal yeah it's unreal. Yeah.
0: So I've got the uh the Hellcat and then of course my uh Triple P uh build there with the uh, M36 Jackson and uh, that's a, that's been a lot of fun so far. I've, uh, I'm trying the uh armor texturing with the uh Tamiya putty and the Tamiya extra thin and stippling that and trying to get all the textures right. It's a lot of fun. Scott trying to find metal tracks to fit this. I got originally got a set of the, the furled, is it furled tracks? I'm, yeah. Frill. Frill. Yeah, um But it had the, uh, the paddles and uh, it won't fit under the fenders. Most of those had the fenders that were cut off uh, when they had those paddles in there. So, I, I mean, I could do some surgery, uh, but I decided, no, I just don't want to go that far. So uh, Scott Gentry was gracious enough to uh, send me, a set of uh, tracks on the way so uh, I can get that thing moving forward. But in the meantime, <laughs> I broke out a little pallet cleanser, which I thought was going to be a pallet cleanser, and that's the mean F18E. <laughs> and, that's uh, not a palate cleanser. No, yeah. it's a pretty in depth kit. <laughs> that's work. Uh, but it's fun. I mean, yeah. I'm really having a good time uh, with the body work. I mean, <sighs> it's looking good, man. I, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I, hard parts over now it almost it's yeah,
4: about
1: 95 percent there how do the flaps like how the flaps are going to look in the in the, the tails the both um vertical tails look like they got gaps in the um
0: oh at know, the bottom the, yeah well they're just sitting and in there
1: it's sitting in there and then yeah, how, how, I, do they, how do the gear fit in have you test fit the gear to yeah, see the, how the they gear? Fit? The, the gear, gear seems solid good yeah. How About the flaps, that that was the, the Hasegawa kit. The only real turnoff to me for the Hasegawa kit is are the flaps. You yeah, know, for the like flaps,
0: I haven't well, at least for I the, for the A yet.
1: through the like D or whatever. I'm sorry,
0: but it does look like it attaches the same way. You put the hinges on there, and then it's got the little locating tabs. Now the size yeah. of the locating tabs is what's going to dictate. Sure, you Ease know if it assembly, yeah, yeah. If uh, if they fit in there pretty solid. Uh, then I won't have to worry about doing any pinning like you did on your your Haskawa kit. Yeah, I know it's a pain, but uh so far so good. The intakes cool. fit really well. Um yeah, I
1: like what you did with the whatever the paint that you use, the kills technique or whatever. Yeah. Or it, the I, intakes,
0: you know? I tried it, but I learned a lesson. Uh the, the last time I tried that, uh the latex paint looks really good when it goes in there. And it's nice. It's smooth and it's uh, shiny. The last time I did it uh, on the Kitty Hawk F5, it kept cracking on me. I couldn't figure out why the the paint after it dry would craze. What kind of uh, paint are you using? Well, it's it's a it's a latex paint. Uh, yeah. I forget what latex paint it is, if but it kills it's, right. It's a, it's being affected by the primer. I think it's the primer's huh. off gassing underneath the latex. And it's it's not, you know, because I'm using Mister Surfacer, right? Yeah, fifteen hundred, and I just don't think that it's it's uh, working nice with or playing nice with the latex paint. So huh.
3: yeah, if you're pouring latex paint, it, Why you do don't you need a primer?
5: primer?
3: Yeah, well,
0: well exactly. And, and next time I'm not going to. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to give it a test to see what happens. Uh, but you're exactly right, and I, I came across that that same thought. You know, why yeah, why why prime it if you're just going to pour latex paint down it? So.
4: I mean, Last shit, time I, I tried I that I don't prime at all. <laughs> yeah. I tried it on a uh I think it's a Hasagawa F fifteen that I built years ago. And the only problem that I ran into with that was when you let it drain out. You know how on most modern jets they give you the turbine face that just yep. butts up to the back of the intake? Yep. What well, you'll have that latex that um kills will build up right there. It will it won't let that fit in. So you gotta sit there and you gotta trim away some of it. So
0: that, it, that turbine will, and, will fit, and this did that too so the trick there yeah. is to put a piece of tape around that back end so that it actually drips down further than the end of the intake so it thins mm-hmm. out and then you don't have as much to do you can get a little piece of sandpaper and just kind of uh sand that that lip down uh in this case after i tested it really with the uh, intake and the shape of it when it gets the turbine fan you can't see any of it so it worked out it worked out you know fairly well um anyhow uh that's where i'm at that's uh and you know scott we talked i wasn't going to prime this one either uh, i was going to you know try a little something something different but after all the body work that needed to be done and the you know
1: well i mean you got to prime your work areas yeah i got that i mean yeah. just like you know just i don't prime the whole thing like like shoot a, all, an overall all primer that's all Sure. Yeah, i mean what you're doing you have to prime it just because yeah, you got to check
0: make sure that the seams are good which yours look great so well well thanks you know. it's, there were so much it, like in the rear end uh so many panel lines back there that just are non-existent they don't need to be there uh so i ended up shooting uh the mr surfacer 500 as a high fill primer to get in yeah. there and that really helps level that out into a get rid of ghost seams. so
1: cool man yeah it looks good i i, I mean so. you picking that as a slam build Jeez, good on you <laughs> well yeah uh, a slammer build. I I'd
0: pick like a to me a Spitfire, <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. I should have, should have yeah. done this P fifty seven D or Razorback or it,
1: something. It it'll be cool though when uh when you get her done though it'll it'll look give us all a little motivation to to work on that kit I think yeah, well, yeah, I think we're all excited about the Growler that's coming out from him too. Yeah, I don't know why I wanted that's the one I, I'd like to do. So
0: yeah, well I'm cool. hoping to have this one in the paint barn here before uh well next week during the week. So so yeah, that's what I'm working on. Always something, and I need to finish something. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that's great, man. Everybody seems like busy, except for you know Scott. We need to decide what he's going to do next. We got to get something on his bench. All work and no play makes Scotty yeah. a dull guy, or I can't even pronounce <laughs> it right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, before we uh, move on, uh, let's go ahead and uh, hear from our good friends and sponsor over at uh, Detail and Scale.
2: Hello, Model Geeks. Rock Rosack of Detail and Scale here, talking about our book, Colors and Markings of the F-14 Tomcat, Part 1, Atlantic Fleet and Reserve Squadrons, by Bert Kinsey and yours truly. Every active and reserve Tomcat squadron that was assigned to the Atlantic Fleet is covered in this profusely illustrated book. They're all here from the Red Rippers of VF-11 and the Black Aces of Fighting 41 to the famous Pukin' Dogs of VF-143 and the Fighting Black Lions of VF-213. The book chronicles the history of paint schemes and markings used on Atlantic Fleet Tomcats with more than 300 photographs, all of which are in color, and more than two dozen full-color profiles. The printed edition sells for $23.99, while the digital editions are $14.99. All Detail and Scale books are available in print-on-demand as well as digital editions in both Apple Book and Amazon Kindle formats. You can get more information, see sample pages, and get ordering links for our books at our website, www.detailandscale.com. And while you're there, check out our dozens of aircraft photo sets and the many scale modeling product reviews you'll find. That's www.detailandscale.com. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast.
0: All right. Man, you, you know what? I can't say enough about Bert and Rock and those guys over there at Detail and Scale. What a great group of uh, folks. Oh, and, man, uh, yeah. Man, those publications are I'm, – I'm a fan. You know, I've got I've uh, got a this, ton.
3: Once I get this M4 Sherman off my bench, I think I'm going to jump on a Fury kit. After looking at their Fury books, man. Yeah, they, they got some do the, stuff. They might bang out the dash, too. That's a simple one. Do a Pax River bird with just the glossy blue on it and yep. nothing crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. So, let's uh, let's uh, move on over here to the old news and notes and notes and newts and geeks news, huh? Going around here. Let's start off with uh, new kits on the street. I saw some very interesting stuff this morning. I'm pretty excited. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and let the bagel out of the bag on that one. <laughs> and I, I can't believe that I'm going to say this about uh, an AirFix kit, but I'm so stoked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why do people bag it? You know, people bag, I love... I, I'm a fan of airfix, man. I, I don't, you, know you know what? I call me a shitty modeler, I guess. But you know, no, <laughs> I don't
0: think that. I don't think that's what it is. I, mine is just the subjects. There there's not I like a lot of subjects. subjects. Do you? Uh, Who's
3: doing a Blenheim?
0: Who's right, doing you
3: know, a uh, Fury? Man, you know? Come on. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Point taken. I mean, they all do those have British, so good the Bolton Paul defiant. Yeah. I mean, sure. Classic airframes did all those back in the day. Those old, you know, but. Uh good luck finding them and then even more good luck building them A one yeah. of those classic airframes kits. <laughs> Ease of know? assembly. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I, I like the airfix uh of new, you know. I mean that Avro Falcon and that the uh, they retooled the oh, not retooled, but what's that other weird that Vickers man? God damn, that is just an odd looking jet and I want one. That <laughs> tank you know what I'm talking about? That <laughs> new with the it looks like something out of friggin' Star Trek or something, man. No. I'm a not familiar. Blanks the, the, I don't know, yeah, man. I'm not familiar.
1: There's stuff is, yeah, some the of the-
4: Vulcan? The,
3: the, not the
4: Vulcan? Not the Vulcan. Uh,
3: the other British bomb. They use it in the
4: Gulf War as a tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that sucker called, man? It's got the like glass nose, like all the glass yes. up front. Yes.
3: Yeah, it looks like yeah, a damn Vickers spaceship. variant,
4: v- v- Valiant, or something like that? Is it a
3: Valiant? See, no, the no. Brits are going to be pissed at us. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
4: Here. <laughs> Let's see what you'll Google. Well, it. y'all know I what will. I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I I got you. Nimrod,
3: right? Not not the Nimrod. Nimrod. The Nimrod's the uh, patrol plane. Yeah, Google that for me, Frill. While
0: while
4: I got you, I got you.
0: (laughs) Well, while while Frill's over there looking that up, I want want to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room, and that's the new twenty four scale Mark Nine C.
3: Yeah, dude. Yep.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty excited about. I saw that this morning, and uh, I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" It's the Mark Nine's probably one of my favorites, other than the any of the you know, Griffin engine fake ones, as Whitey likes to call and just <laughs> call them. But I, you know, I, I just think that's probably the most iconic of the, um, you know, of the Spitfires is the Mark nine. And that's yeah. cool. And the, the detail shots, you know, the CAD drawings, are, they look pretty amazing. I mean, and the Hellcat is, that's a pretty cool looking model, you know, and I've heard really good things about it. So I'm hoping that they'll keep the tradition going with that Spitfire. And
3: I'll, I'll definitely get one as soon as I can. Looking at that, be cool. Looking at the photos this morning on on the internet, there they it looks like they already have a test shot built up. I mean, because those yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, not just CAD drawings. I mean, that, yeah. that thing. Um, I guess they are having some announcement t- today. Uh, and what's today? Sunday the ninth. Wow. Uh, at the uh, Imperial War Museum, Airfix is doing a presentation on the Spitfire. Wow, that's, that's the deal. They made the announcement that boom here's our new, has I new 124 skill knock Nine. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, it I looks will cool. Definitely...
4: Yeah, it's looks called good. the Hanley Page Victor.
3: The Victor. See that? Didn't Victor. I say that? Did I say of, what I, that,
4: Something. I don't know. But yeah, it looks like something <laughs> out Star Trek.
1: Yeah, it is <laughs> a little funky looking.
3: <laughs>
1: that high V tail.
3: Anyway, I, that's what I love about Airfix is that they jump on those iconic British aircraft that nobody else is going to probably touch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Airfix, do a Buccaneer.
1: Why don't you guys? Put all your marbles and go. Do, I mean, they you did got, a Buccaneer. Uh, they need to do maybe a new they need one. retool one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That old one is a little, um, <clears throat> it's a little sketchy. Yeah, but man. um, but yeah, but if you want to build a forty-eight scale Buccaneer, that's that's your option, you know. But yeah, if they did a new one, new tooled version, I think that'd be a huge seller. It's just a cool, weird looking so. jet like, again. Yeah, you
3: know? Another yeah, another odd looking looking jet, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I was oh. uh. I was looking through Cyber Model, uh, over on Cyber Modeler today. The the new new releases coming. There was a couple that kind of uh, stuck out to me uh, in the thirty second scale. One was Suzuki Mora, the one hundred nine G. Yeah. Oh, another 109. Awesome. Yeah. 109. <laughs> yeah. 109 G14. Well, it's a 32nd it's scale more. That's going to be a pretty cool. That's got to be like I the know, most yeah. produced I'm, I'm kit. Not, I'm ever.
3: not knocking
0: it. <clears throat> well, it is. I mean, it'll,
3: be, it'll be a nice kit for sure.
0: Um, yeah. And then the uh, border model with their 35th scale Stuka.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got two different, they got two different ones cool. coming out. Two yeah. Different versions. These 35, 35th scale airplanes is just weird. Just I've now got you, that.
1: I've got that thirty fifth scale one hundred and nine. Granted, it's still in the wrapper, but um, <laughs> I haven't even opened it. But
3: why though? Nobody's building dioramas. I, yeah, I understand. You, you know, know, they're doing thirty fifth like scale because
1: they want them to go with the armor.
3: It, it, you know, and it's like no. So if man, Tamiya
1: uh, did a thirty second scale one hundred and nine, would you I guys th- be interested? I probably would. I would.
3: Been. I don't I know. It might got... be because their thirty second line is just fantastic. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I think I'd um, buy a
3: ton of them. So I yeah
1: I I'm I, I mean. Yeah, I think, well, but then again, anything to
0: me it would do, I'm probably, I'd, I'd buy it. <laughs> so, you know, the, the big winners for new kits in 2022 so far, though, is ICM. Uh, those guys oh, yeah, are man. producing stuff like you read about. They're popping yep. it out, man.
3: Yeah. OV10s, yep. man.
0: Yep. yep. Uh, Who are those? Uh,
3: so, didn't you have a uh, line on OV10s for us, Dan? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'm waiting on Bill to get back to me. He's, okay, uh, Raj. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, I mean, they got uh, the the age one G Arctic Cobra in thirty second scale coming.
2: So, Arctic uh, Cobra, I'm yeah, that's, Arctic. they
0: call it the Arctic Cobra. So, uh, really, huh. the, Yeah, first quarter twenty two, new tool. That's so huh. ICM man, they're really doing some uh, some cool stuff. The hobby's right. dying. The hobby's dying. I'm gonna have to. Uh, well, break how about into this?
3: What do you call it? That just is hitting the streets. The little I saw 71 Ravel. Isn't it, yep. is oh, it, yeah. it like now yeah. or is it? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. People, are, people are starting into them, building them. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's another one of those expensive kits, though, from where I stand. One of those high dollar Ravel kits. Uh, yeah. And
4: I yeah. think yeah. Um, Phase price. Hanger is going to have some stuff coming out for it here Well, hey, I,
3: you know what? Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I got a note on that. Actually, Phase Hanger, and this is only, uh, you know, kudos to Mike Reeves he come out and he said he's going to step aside and allow cuz Jeff from Hypersonic was already in work on SR71 yep. products and so Mike is actually stepping aside and having you know he's like all right I'm not going to step on your toes you you run with the with the SR71 stuff that's cool uh, so yeah that's wicked stand up that's like class act stuff right there you know yeah um, yeah. and Mike's got awesome other items coming out too. all of that new a 10 stuff he's got. And, uh, but yeah, I so saw he, he, on his Facebook page, he he made a, a note of that. And I was like, oh man, that that, that's, that's class act right there. And then hypersonic. I mean, that dude, Jeff Kubiak, yeah. he's just, yeah. he cranks out awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Both that's really awesome. good people too. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it just speaks to you the, audience, uh, yeah. you know, speaks of the community of, yep. of, uh, Garage aftermarket resin dudes, man, right there, you know.
4: Well, Edwar, too, they released that um boxing, two kits mm-hmm. in one of the uh, Pearl Harbor Zero, the Type 21. Yeah, they sure did. That's a nice kit. And I like, too, how the instructions in the beginning, like the first three or four pages, is like a quick history of the Type 21 and a little brief snippet about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, man. Before yeah. you get into the construction, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I read I just,
0: somewhere, was it yesterday or day before, where some... Someone online, it, it said that they just came out with the like a profi pack or uh, something. Yeah, they got a their single kit issue. Of the, yeah, single uh, kit. Of the so over, over, over. Yeah, they're Weekend edition or something? Yeah. No, oh, cool. it's a
3: profi pack kit. Yeah, it's just, pack. No, it's just one, one kit vice yeah. the double box. And so it's, you know, half the price. That'd be good too to take. go
4: along with detail and scales Pearl Harbor
0: book too. Yep. Sure right, would. Man. Sure would. Um, well, hey, that's cool, man. So there's lots of new stuff coming, and like I said, especially from ICM, I'm kind of uh, excited to uh, see some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the ov tens. Uh, I want to yeah, build that kit. I like that plane. Did um,
3: we talk about Christmas and what we got? Well, that's hey, what I was going to do. Where go. what, that's where we go. That's where we're going. What, okay.
0: It's what? Yeah, <laughs> that was next. What a great segue. Yeah. What? What Santa bring you? Well, we know Scott got the uh, the new uh, airbrush there, but. Uh, why do you let's uh, kick it off since you brought it up? Into All, right, Santa sure. Claus get you.
3: All right, man. Uh, one kid I've been, I know this is a snooze for, for Scott, but <laughs> uh, the F82G models with. Oh, you did? Did you get that? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Great looking kid. Yeah. Santa brought me that one, man. <laughs> Why is that a
1: snooze? That's like oh, just kick ass. I, man. I remember watching that thing fly at the CAF when I was a little kid and yeah, climbing all see, over man, it. So I don't know. I thought it was goofy looking, you yeah. know?
3: Well, it is. I don't know. I I'm a Hawkeye guy, so it's ugly yeah. airplanes. are a draw to me. I mean, you yeah, you talk about the damn British stuff. So come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, grabbed that kit the That's minute awesome. it was available. Cool. The minute I heard it announced, though, I know craft, you were really excited about it. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of that hobby. I dropped that thing like a bad habit. Man, uh, When I heard these guys want to do an F82, I was like, oh, I get that. got that thing on eBay, and I think I got like about 80-something bucks for it. Oh, wow. So wow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> man. Whoever bought that, I feel bad for them, but not wow. really. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, that was a Santa gift to myself. And then uh my daughter actually kicked in with a uh I got a one of those tank craft mats for my bench over here, the P forty seven one. Um out of you know, I don't know, she must have heard me talking about it with Frildo or something, man. That's uh, that's awesome that the family, you know, yeah. kicks in and
1: gets you model <laughs> stuff, you know. I mean my family that does cool. too. That, that's, that's awesome, man. Cool.
3: That and a couple of Caracal decal sheets. I got picked up their new FB one eleven sheet. I want to do uh, one of the '80s version psy up schemes, and then they had that HUP two H uh, U P two yeah Hilo. Uh, so I got, grabbed one of those sheets, man. And that thing's just stock full of you know. I bought it with the intention of doing the Weymouth bird, just because I'm a mass hole. Um and then I saw the uh the Canadian uh version that they have on there. It just looks really cool too. That's it's got like a gray and with some
0: orange mixed in oh man, it looks good. Yeah. So he's he's got Scott laughing over there. Scott laughed so hard he had something come out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. (laughs) Massholes. Ah, that's great. Uh, This is good stuff.
3: All right. Yeah. That, that was my Christmas, uh, All right. Christmas grab.
0: Well, while, while Scott collects himself over there, we'll move <laughs> over to Frildo and see what Frildo got from Santa Claus. Uh,
4: <laughs> he brought me a couple, well, I if he got me some cash so I can get cause my mom doesn't can't figure out Spree brothers gift card <laughs> thing. So, so I got that. And then the wife got me a, uh, one of those tank craft cutting mats as well, the P-47. Nice. I, you know what? So I, I got like one of those. This. I'm
0: just afraid I'm going to screw them up, man. So That's well, me. I, I, that's I, I, why
4: I do <laughs> all my other stuff on the other mat, the old mat I have next to it. And that's where I mix my paint. and I'm going to get one of those mats
0: mat it and frame it and just hang it on the wall. So I, don't, I can say it look I got one. You could never that, mess it up. They
3: are that nice that I, I don't want to spill anything on this thing. Yeah. And I, I yeah. mean eventually I'm going to, I'm sure. And I actually was doing some cutting on it the other day uh, and it, it does you know, they're a lot thicker than your typical um who's that one company that makes the the old, o- Alpha, old you know, yeah, the ones you can get at Hobby yeah. Lobby and Michaels, and, and yeah, uh, but the the TanCraft ones are uh, a little bit thicker, and they they you know cutting on them is really nice, man. Yeah, that's cool. Cool.
4: And uh, and then Santa brought me the uh, Goodman model sanding blocks.
0: I gotta get some of those.
4: Yeah, he brought me some of those too.
0: Very handy.
4: They are. Well, the the Triple P guys gave me one at the NAS to try out. Like, here, man, try this one, and. And it was a the four hundred one, So I've been using it and I like it because you can get the flat, you know, it's perfectly flat. Yeah. So you can, that's what's cool about it. You, you know, you can sand I guess,
3: uh, the guy that does them is coming out with a bigger set too.
4: He is. Yeah. Uh, They're like three by five size, I think, or a little, or four by six. Yeah. that'll make Doing
0: the landing gear really easy. Ooh. Yeah. Cause all the same. Griddle. Size, so. griddle. God, no griddle. <laughs> I love that technique. That's, so no brainer. Well,
4: and, and ooh, uh, yeah. And that's it for me.
0: Cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Scott, we know the airbrush. We know just a plethora. Oh uh,
1: yeah, brothers. I'll I'll just hit the Four things brothers. that I'll just I'll just I'll just hit the um, the the big the big items because I did order and get like just so much crap. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but some of my favorites were the the late Cobra, thirty second scale. I IC- see from ICM. And I did get a bunch of yeah. like the seatbelts and some cockpit stuff i think i got the quinta little set for that and then uh i did pick up one of the edward zeros um from sprue brothers that they just came in and then the great wall hobby my mother-in-law bought me the great wall hobby su 27 i don't know when it's supposed to come in but but she did get it for me so those are the three kind of the out of the hundreds
0: of things <laughs> now no, that uh, that ICM yes. Cobra, have you broke that open and uh, no, popped the bag of on not. and got to look at? It. I'm curious. It doesn't to do that. I don't like. do that.
1: I keep it in the wrapper so when I sell it, you know, I can say it's still new. <laughs>
3: okay, that is not that that's what, what that happens sense? that's that's it's just stupid uh, how do you not uh, open it is my question though i mean i got to the yeah. keeping it closed because oh, all right i might sell it but yeah man, i get a kit it's
5: I, it's open
1: i don't know i kind of yeah. i kind of like having you know you, you guys have been in my room you can see i have my yeah. boxes all organized so it's like my own little bitty mini hobby shop so i like to keep the wrapper because then it's like oh it's just, you know it's uh, the new kit you know it's yeah dumb, you know, i don't know what my kit. yeah it,
0: then man. then I, so, for the listeners, uh, we we had uh, Scott and Whitey came over here while Frill was in Florida. We did some pictures and stuff of some of their builds, and uh, they're down here in the little man cave. And I go upstairs to get some drink. I come downstairs, and they both sitting in chairs, got model kits open, <laughs> and they're going through plastic. So, so they they, they won't break oh, the bags on their own not? kits. They'll so come yeah. over here and start thumbing through plastic. <laughs> so. Well, I'll open
3: I'll, I'll, I'll open the cellophane yeah. usually because I'm taking the decals yeah. out to store them. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've in more recent time I've stopped opening up the bags and actually taking parts off the sprues because I just yeah. don't want them banging around in there, you know. Um, yeah. but I mean to just not even open it up and oh man I you know I, <laughs> I have to get a look at the at the decals and then get a look yeah. at the instruction sheet and the different yep. schemes available and stuff. And, and yeah. then just I'd give do. a general look at the plastic and oh, okay, all right. Like the panel lines, like you know that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, if even if it's a kid well, that's I what have I was curious of, about I'm the. Like, uh, know,
0: that's why I was curious about the Cobra. I'm just I'm really curious about the surface detail stuff. But that's okay.
3: I I, I,
1: the, I guess I did look at one. Remember our little debacle that we had at AAA? Yeah, yeah. So I already looked at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I know what it looks like. It's pretty decent. Um, you know, I I I, I really would like to build. Uh, some heli- I haven't built any helicopters in a while. From the helicopter and pilot. That's from the helicopter yeah, from guy. From the helicopter pilot, right? right? So,
3: so, oh, and, you know uh, what you should do for twenty twenty two. You know what
0: I'm saying. fifty three.
3: Don't do it. Oh, man, that is unsat. Yeah, I, I, of course I, I say that, and I don't have a P three in my shelf anywhere <laughs> either. I've I, built I, them, but I just never for myself, <laughs> man.
1: Well, there was a there was a guy who. Um, and i'm sort of jumping ahead so i'm sorry but it's it's pertinent to this conversation so yeah. so the whole stupid reasoning behind i am i mean again i'm i'm comp- when i do this this is this is not smart it's not reasonable it's just completely idiotic but that's uh, how I, my brain works so i'm thinking oh man i've only got one of them they're hard to find i i just i don't want to i don't want to build it because what if I screw it up or then I'm not going to have another one sitting on my shelf. So, so I'll just leave it alone. I need to get another one. Oh, man. So, so I finally did. I found another MH 53, like a show where it was pretty, pretty good price. I think I only paid like 60 or 70 bucks for it. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I've got two. Okay. I can, I can work on one. I'm like, well, but I really like having two, so I should probably get <laughs> one more. <laughs> so then I can actually work on one. So I did, I got one more off of eBay again, another great price. So I've actually, no kidding. I have been thinking I, I and I did, I broke, I broke the, uh, the sprues or uh, broke bags. I looked at all the sprues. I'm like, man, this is a really, really cool kit. I should absolutely do one with my name on it and my side number and all the stuff, you know? And, uh, so I, I've been, I've been getting closer and closer to, baby steps man yeah baby man steps. but but i'm with you i need to build one and i want to do one um because it's just you know and i'll and I'll, when i build mine i'm not going to fold the tail and fold the head i want it spread because most of the time nice. you see them yeah they're all spread nice droop to the rotor blade so oh, they have yeah, everything like that, open man yeah man i've got big friggin bug it is It's it ginormous like. it's amazing yeah. that
4: thing
0: flies I, yeah i yeah. do have the uh the Ravel the gs down here which the uh, GS? Yeah, Which one? it's the H uh, fifty three uh, GS. Oh, the old old one. Oh, the yeah, old one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the old one. The German. It's like um, the, German RH or, the G or whatever it is. Yeah, the German I've, markings. I've
1: got, I've got a couple of the. I mean, to anytime I see a fifty three, I buy it. So I've got the seventy second scale kits, the diecast stuff. You know, forty eight scale kits. I mean, I, I, I have all of them because yeah. it, it's, you know, it's there's a rule. You have to, you got to buy if it's yeah, an uh, airplane you flew in. You got to buy it. You know. Yeah. I think there's a rule in there. You're supposed to build one, too, but I, I'm <laughs> failing on that part. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I bought – I got a whole bunch during Christmas, so that
0: that's good. That's cool. So, uh, Santa Claus, uh, for me, uh, I got nothing model-related. What? Nothing.
1: That's wrong. Nothing. Were you not a good boy this year? I was a good
0: boy, but I just got, I got a lot of other interests, and I got – man, I tell you, my problem is just when I see something – go out and i just buy the goddamn thing <laughs> it's gotta wait for somebody to get it for me and uh anyway but i a couple of things i did get in the mail uh that i, I kind of got myself Um uh, was the mean well, one the f the super hornet the f18f for me I picked that up and, uh here again nice kit. from what i can see on the outside we'll see how it builds up but
3: uh well what's what the, what's the one you're building one. right now then
0: I thought that was an F. That's the E, single seater. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'm doing the E gotcha. right when's now. A, when's
3: a
1: growler supposed to be out? I want that. I, I think I'm, if I start one, I'll probably start that one.
0: You know, I'm not Any really idea? Sure. Uh, uh, I'd Should be, be shortly, be right? Out. I would think. It didn't come out on the list that I've seen so far, but hmm. then again, the, I think the list, which I printed this morning, doesn't have yeah. Airfix's new 24 scale on there either. Oh, so. uh, okay. I thought I had um, seen some box art for it. I think
4: the Hobby Boss one is already out. Or Yeah will be out before the Ming one.
1: Yeah. I don't know how those hobby boss new super Hornets are. I'm always a little, you know, the hobby boss stuff that I have fit is usually pretty decent, but man, the panel lines are just soft, you know, they're not crisp. So yeah, I, I typically have to rescribe the entire thing, you know, run a scriber through all the panel lines and all the rivet um, holes. At least that's what I've had to do on the hobby boss kits. Every one that I've had, I've had to do that. So, but the fit is good. The fit like that, SU-22 that, gosh, yeah, I should be working on that one. Um, It's ready for paint. Um, But the fit was almost perfect. It really was. It was fantastic. Easy, easy peasy, putting that thing together. Man, did it take a long time to rescribe that thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: I don't know.
3: I'm not getting on board with the Mang stuff, man. I'm, yeah. I got a past guy with Growler and that's what I'm going to roll with, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, you know, from our stand so close, it's I, I, you know, they all have I've, their I haven't, I haven't built the Hasegawa one, but the, the the pictures I've seen with people comparing uh, the Ming to the Hasagawa, they are so close. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, just. I think Gabe and that's Chaco what I mean. I got the thing sitting stuff.
3: there in the stash. so I'm gonna. Um, I'll, I'll I'll roll with it.
0: There you go. Well, one other thing I got uh, that, I, and I want to send a thank you out to uh, Bill Barrett. And we talked earlier about the Desert Harrier. Uh, he did send me that that desert hair came in the mail here over oh, the holiday cool. and uh a special shout out there to bill thanks a lot uh that will get built i uh, really appreciate it and then uh one last thing none of y'all mentioned and that was uh would you win at the uh uh club christmas party man i mean oh, i got the uh, yeah. that, uh accurate miniatures SBD 2 dauntless that i won yeah. uh so yeah I, why you... about... yeah
3: I yeah all right i i I walked out of there happy because all right, first you know, <laughs> I what think I picked, we all did. <laughs> what I picked from the stash was a one twenty four scale uh big rig uh, uh you know, tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah. It, totally nothing um like it's yeah. not on my radar whatsoever. But I yeah. was like, All right, cool, there it is. And then like you know how we do the you know, we do dirty yeah. Santa style for the listeners out there and so you know I'm trying to pimp that thing out all night nobody nobody's taken. Even the car guys in the automobile folks that were there. Um, and you know, so whatever, that's what I, that's what I had. And, uh, I don't care. I didn't buy it. I'm going to go home happy. Uh, but then, um, uh, what's his name? Justin, who's a, a car armor guy, you know, and he was like, Hey man, I'll trade you. I think he had a B24. Yeah. No, a B25, B25 yeah. kit. And, uh, I was like, Oh, you don't got to trade me here. Just take, take the truck. I'm probably not going to build it, whatever. And, uh, he's like, no, no, no. He, so he, you know, insisted I take the B25. So cool. I did that. And then somebody else had a TA one fifty two, uh, the old Trimaster. Yeah, old Trimaster. Oh, yeah, Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, nice kit. Regardless, yep. uh, one of the guys down the end who's a sci fi builder, he he wound up with that. And again, he had you know he was like, "Oh, here, you're an airplane guy. You want this?" And I was like, "No, no, no." You take and he's like insisting. He's like, "So started out with an eighteen wheel rig rig." <sighs> and went home with a a ta one fifty two and a and a b twenty five which t- with two kits that I'm definitely interested in building. I want to do that sandbar Mitchell with the yeah. details. Oh yeah, and then the one fifty two I've um uh, I'm, I'm a I want that to pair up with my. Finally, build my Pierre Klosterman Tempest. Uh, he 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 tangled with some 152s a bunch. I remember from reading his autobiography back in the day. So I'm like, okay, I'll pair those things up. And if you ever see the artwork for the, there's a book called The Big Show, and I want to say it's a Michael Turner art. He used to do for these paperback books back in the day. Maybe it's not Michael Turner. I'm not sure who it is. But anyway, it's a cool picture of Pierre Clausen shooting that one down and it's you know and that uh god i must have been in like fifth grade when i read his book so i was like man that just always stuck in my head i never knew what a 152 was before reading that i just always called him a fark wolf uh you know 190 but yeah you know. anyway that that's that was the grab for me man very Work cool well. very
1: cool
0: scott what would you grab
1: so i got i was lucky enough to grab the um uh Hasegawa 48 scale P50 um sorry P47 uh the Razorback version oh, so nice, the D. Nice. So, and it came with a bunch of uh aftermarket PE um resin cockpit stuff seats um multiple wheels uh props uh decal sheets so somebody who had it before had loaded it up with stuff for so, jackpot it, it was like jackpot it has it has everything you could you
0: could so, you that, could want uh, so it was it was a was really good that. one outstanding and frill
4: well when i drew from the pile underneath the tree i ended up with that Ravel germany one forty four scale version galactic voyager whatever it was the yeah. spaceship one or whatever it's called and i was like all right cool you know it's, you know won't be too bad and then one of the new guys at the end was like he got the the uh tamia 35th scale matilda he's like hey man you want to trade and so i was like all right yeah man what the heck so i <laughs> traded that for the matilda so i ended up with the Tamiya 35th scale matilda nice, nice.
0: you 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 won on that one you yeah on that one. so yeah like i said i got that uh accurate miniatures uh dauntless it's uh cool i think we have uh we have to build those kits right before the next christmas party or yeah something like new that. club so, rule so, yep so yep I have to, to get out of Uh oh. Because that, that yeah. gives your ticket. <laughs> that gives you your ticket to pull For, from the stack again. That's right. Uh, yeah. So you gotta got, pay got to play. play. Gotta to pay to play. Um Well, that's cool. That's uh that's some, some that was good, good stuff. That, that, that's it's,
3: a big favorite with the you know, that's one thing I love about our club. We
0: do that every year, and that's just always a good time. It is a good time. Good food too. Good good food, good good company. Uh, yeah, man. I love our club, man. If you guys out there, your listeners don't have a club, you need to search one out or start one, man. It's just awesome.
3: Yeah, we're real fortunate. We got a good one.
0: Okay, rolling into shows and contests. I uh, I got a few of them down here I want to talk about. Most of them are on Region 2 up here, uh, like the ODO in Richmond. That's coming up cool. already next month, man, on the 26th.
3: Holy shit. Yep. Wow, yeah. Cannot
1: wait. Man, I, have I wanna to have
0: build. this I wanna have the Hornet done uh for that. Uh, let's see, Mosquito Con coming up again. God, that seems like that was yesterday in uh yep, yep. April up in New Jersey, April second. Uh and then Fairfax model classic uh yep. in Fairfax, Virginia, April sixteenth. So April, February nothing in March, huh? I don't Let's see. There,
1: yeah, I don't think there's anything in March up here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not up here. I, I do want to do a shout out for JaxCon 2022 coming up uh, in February on the 11th down in Jacksonville. Uh, I wish to hell we could make it down there for that, but that's that's pretty close. I don't know if, uh, if I'm going to be able to make that one or not, but God, that'd be fun. Uh, I know for it's a, you, a two you day or now too, or a Disney day and road. a half.
4: Or- yeah, it starts Friday afternoon.
0: Yeah. That's uh I'm going to make it down there for that one of these one of these first Fridays. Um and then uh, outside of IPMS of course is the AMPS uh 2022 International Convention in Newport News, Virginia in April, the 7th to the 9th. And that I do want to try and make it to. I think that's going to be awesome. I really want to learn a little bit more about AMPS and AMPS judging. Yep. Uh, and how that works. Yeah. But that might have to be a geeks road trip
3: yeah man yeah spend a day down there
0: yeah at least at least a day uh folks yeah, for the ipms shows I, I i put out the ones that are pretty much local up here on the uh, in the mid-atlantic and region two but if you go to the uh events calendar com, you'll uh you'll find all the events and anything that's going on in your local area so uh, make sure that you check that out um but I, that's, you know, really it for shows. I mean, I could go deep dive. I could get us a, a whole list. But, man, there's a ton of them. A ton of them coming up. I love show season. Heck, yeah. Love it. So, that's <laughs> it for the shows. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, man. Shows.
1: yeah. Shows. Heck, yeah. Pickin. Show season, man. <laughs> and still, I think we all agree, like, the best, it's fun, like, you know, Looking at all the models and all that, it's just fun talking to people, you know, and, and, and again, is. yeah. So I think that we, we were all kind of, you know, we we missed out on not last year, but the year before, you know, we were all on lockdown and didn't really do much other than build models. So last year was just like every show that we went to, everybody was like, wow, this is a record. This is a record. It's a record because people were cooped up and they had tons of models to bring. So, you know, I, I um, hopefully Nothing this year time. will be good, too. Yeah, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it shows. Just, it's just really it's the camaraderie, right, in the vendor room. Yeah, yeah. All hail the vendor room! Jeez. You know, getting in there and but uh, <laughs> and then so for the listeners, I think uh, we had discussed this yesterday, and Frilder is going to start giving us uh, with the next episode, ex- episode twenty six, start to give us a nationals update as we move closer to yep. Omaha coming up. So, uh, you folks out there, look at the uh, uh, Omaha, which I'll put a uh, link in the show notes for the. Uh, Nationals website but uh make sure you check it out if you get a chance to go to Nationals up in Omaha this year make it you will absolutely love it it's going to be a good time
3: looking forward to that one yeah <clears throat> me too I want to do that night at the uh SAC Museum that sounds like yeah, a fun cool. thing to do uh, agreed yeah I mean just you know word is they open up a few airplanes to you and God knows I'd love to climb up inside B-36 <laughs> and check that out man yeah. <laughs> I just watched Strategic Air Command the other night. I was going to say. Yeah, I love that scene with the old Harry Morgan there running the FE panel, man. That's awesome.
4: I like how when that thing's like, they first show it taxiing out, all the creaking and everything it's making.
3: Yeah, (laughs) man. It's cool. And you can see it too. I had to rewind it. I'm watching it on my, I usually, last time I watched it was on my little screen here while I'm sitting here at the bench. And then, I don't know, just bored last week sometime is... On I, I slapped it on the uh, on the big TV, and in that scene when he's taxiing onto the runway, he's making that turn, man, and you can see the whole fuselage just uh, Twist. F- flexing mm-hmm. and buckling. Yeah, I'm like, holy cow, look at that. Yeah, I thought that's it was. Uh, I had to rewind it because I thought it was like you know how when you get a little bit bit of buffering sometime there, you know. <laughs> I was like, wait
0: a minute, was that in the film? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's about it for shows and contests, with the exception of. Ours, it's our one-year anniversary, right? So it's uh, yeah. It's time for a little uh, geek contest, uh, Scott, why don't you why don't you tell the listeners what we got for them?
1: Oh man, this is this is pretty cool. So we've been wanting to do this for a while, um, and uh, to be honest with you, I think the reason probably why it just took us long enough is because we were like, we had no idea that this podcast was going to last this long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so we finally we've got some great partners, uh, you know, uh, sponsorship. Um, definitely from our our good friends at Detail and Scale, uh from uh, Jeff Martin over there at Furball, uh, and to me and Sprue Brothers have all kind of partnered with us. And so we've got a couple of different uh giveaways that we're gonna do, some drawings that we're gonna start doing. The the big one, we've got our one year anniversary. So our our one year anniversary, we've got a fairly big group of items that we're going to to give away. Um and uh subsequent uh, episodes, we're going to try to give away something. We'll have more details uh, coming out uh, in future episodes, but the bottom line is we've got our anniversary giveaway. Um, We're going to have publications from detail and scale that'll be available. We'll have uh, um, some uh, furball decal sheets. I think there's three blue angel sheets and two new Tomcat sheets. And the blue angel sheet is new as well for the, uh, for the new super Hornet, which is awesome. So thank you. Um, we've got a 48 scale uh, Tamiya F4B to give away, and uh, we've got a Ming Super Hornet, the Echo from uh, from Sprue Brothers. So huge thank you to Detail and Scale, um, Furball, Tamiya, and Sprue Brothers for, uh, for providing these items um, for all of our listeners. Um, how it'll work is we'll have a, a singular post um, there on our Facebook page. So to register for the actual giveaway, all you have to do is comment. So comment and put hashtag model geeks podcast. So, and, and again, uh, if you just make a comment, eh, that won't work. We need you to go ahead and just put hashtag model geeks podcast in there as well. That's all you have to do. Um, that'll consider yourself registered. We will do a random drawing and we'll announce the winners on episode 27. So uh, just for everybody's uh, situational awareness there, um, the deadline will be Friday, the 28th of January. So make sure and comment, put hashtag model geeks on the particular post. We'll have some pictures, have some uh, some descriptions of the things we'll be giving away. And like I said, we'll announce the winners on episode 27. So I think this is going to be awesome. And
0: uh, hopefully you guys too. will enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Time, time to give back to the listeners. Man, Heck I yeah. I doing this stuff. Head on over there, guys. Get your name in the hat. Christmas in January. Yeah, Christmas in January. There's Actually, some good stuff in there. We'll, we'll be having Christmas every podcast if it all goes well, you know? <laughs> if it goes well. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's good stuff. So there you go. And uh,
3: hey, on top of uh, thank you guys for a, uh, a year of listenership. Also, um, we have our Patreon supporters who have been out there being generous and donating to us for the over the past year. And so if you're interested in doing that as well, uh, Darren, why don't you talk to us about how listeners can go ahead and donate to the podcast uh, through the Patreon page.
0: Yeah, you got it, Whitey. Uh, I want to start, though, by saying that our supporters over this past year have been nothing short of amazing. It's been those supporters that have truly made this podcast possible, and all four of us thank you. If you, uh, the new listener or listeners out there are interested in supporting, then there are two different ways that you can support. The first is by doing a one-time donation. You can do that by simply clicking the heart icon in the top right-hand corner of our webpage. By clicking that icon, you will be taken to our PayPal Me page where you can make your donation. It's that simple. The second way is by visiting our Patreon page. There, you can donate as little as $1 a month, and I want you to know that any contribution helps to offset the production of the cost, and it is greatly appreciated. I also want to take a second to remind everyone out there that there are other scale modeling podcasts out there for your listening enjoyment, and a list of those podcasts can be found at www.modelpodcast.com. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can all find it. Once again, I want to say thanks for downloading, listening, and most importantly, thank you for your support. So, And with that said, uh, let's move on now to everyone's favorite segment. Mail call. You would think that over the course of the holidays, we'd have got a lot more mail, but you know. Off air, off out of mind, and uh, we really didn't have that much.
3: Hopefully people enjoying their holiday break, too. That's yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Or building, yeah. That's, building, yeah. Hopefully.
0: That's the big one. So uh, I'm going to go through these real quick. The first one we got was uh, from Andrew Naylor, and this was to our Facebook page. And the gist of this was it says "Is uh, he's really enjoying listening to the podcast. He's uh, working his way. Uh, throwing from the stars, he drives back and forth between work sites. Uh, but specifically, he says he really enjoyed the ones about getting back into modeling and doing it for enjoyment. Well, Andrew, you're going to love what we have coming up for you in our special segment in our interview with Spencer Pollard, then about getting back to it for, uh, enjoyment. So, um, that's, uh, what, what a perfect email for, for, for this episode. Uh, he said it goes on to say, then he laughed, uh, uh to himself. Uh it, and I think I know who this was toward, uh, towards Oh yeah. Says, uh, as you don't want to build one you have 16s uh because it would leave only one in your <laughs> stash and I said that had to be Nemo which yeah. is uh, Thunderbird. <laughs> so I
1: so be. I got another one. So now I have so now I have 3. So I I should be good to go. I can build one. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. it'll be good. But yes, that's so funny. You are in I'm there like somewhere.
3: That that's what you know. <laughs> yeah. Save some for the best. rest. Oh man, those things! Those things are hard to come by.
1: They're, they're
4: they like, are, yeah, old, especially man. when
3: people buy them and don't build them.
4: They, <laughs> they ain't cheap hoard, either. Hoard up, <laughs> I don't think those are going to help you in the apocalypse. Comes and they want when you know money better <laughs> in my closet. Better in
1: my closet than yours. <laughs>
0: yeah. He he also says thanks, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. So that that's cool. Thanks a lot Good deal. Andrew, for, uh, All right. for Thank you, Thank you. I appreciate that. Um we got another one here from uh Derek Post. And uh Derek Derek is uh he's a P three guy. Oh cool. He's, he's come in and said uh hey guys, uh great to hear about other P three guys that build models. He's former VP five, VP ninety-four. Yeah, reserve SS3 here. and uh F E A P here. Uh, yeah, three and
4: three, and then he became a before you were. They had flight engineer school. It was flight engineer apprentice. Ah. And so that was the bigger thing you had to do, and you went off to a squadron and you learned how to be a flight engineer as a feat, and then they would gotcha. send you to BP
0: thirty. Gotcha. Well, he says he just listened to the stash monster or stash monster episode. He says you guys make me look like an amateur at eighty kits. <laughs> yeah, I remember those <laughs> days. I think. it's a it's a sickness. I want it my really 80 like, kits.
3: Yeah. That's what I'm. Me that's that, that's my goal.
0: That's a manageable
4: number, right? I, I
1: don't think I can. Yeah. I, you know, I, just recently I reorganized all mine, and I have 400 now, and I don't think I can, I can't get rid of any of them. I tried. I just yeah. can't. Hey, I mean, you can give dumb. me
3: a T bird if you want.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll take one.
3: I'll keep those. All right. Okay.
0: Uh, he says. Uh, the majority of his are Blue Angel kits. Oh, you know, right. I, I know cool. you're a you're a demo team. Yeah, uh, I like the demo team builder, stuff. So
5: heck,
0: yeah. Uh, so he also says he refuses to spend more than forty dollars for a decal sheet. Uh, yeah.
3: Did that uh, once.
0: God, I think the most I spent was ninety-five <laughs> bucks. I did on you those got, damn. Uh, I
1: did eighty. That was my most. Expensive I did fifty.
4: One. Fifty was my most expensive one. Jeez,
3: ninety-five bucks. What, what was it? Oh, that was that the Jolly Roger sheet.
0: Yeah, the Jolly Roger sheet, the afterburner sheet. Jeez, crazy.
4: Mine was that afterburner um, DC or uh, F sixteen Wing Kings that had the DC or yeah. National Guard on it.
1: Mine was Man. that Impact Decals A six sheet that those bastards re released for. 15 or 20 I bought one anyway. <laughs> was it, it's like it was like, like a month a, later or something it was was it? like God. yeah it was and, and i <laughs> i and I bought one anyway I was like I got two of you I got two of them give me oh, two shit. you showed them <laughs> i showed them God. utah two <laughs> give me two
3: well
0: well derek <laughs> says thanks guys for a great podcast and uh, I say thanks Derek for writing in and uh being a listener i really appreciate it come to us from Las vegas so wonder now if he was at the Nats. It would have been uh, nice to have shaken a hand there if he would have been there. But I don't remember uh, meeting him. Yeah. Uh, Hector Cologne comes in to us. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I've been binge listening to your podcast for last week. I must say I really enjoy it. Uh, I have to tell you, that, tell you all that I'm, I'm learning quite a bit. You know what? That's great. I like it when people say that because uh, that that tells us that the uh, the tips, the tools, and, and stuff like that is is paying yeah, off. good. You know, that, did he say? Good did he say he's bench listening? Binge listening. Binge listening. Okay, okay. Yeah, binge listening. Was calling, that's my that's my awesome new... Texas accent coming in there. Okay, I, I,
3: I'm I just know. saying. I like the I like that though. Bench listening because that's what I do listening. when it comes to podcasts. I sit here at the yeah, bench. I, I listen, and you know just this was, whole break with, el- with all the other guys on breaks as well. Uh, if I had nothing to listen to, I'm sitting here working, man.
0: Yeah. Well, that goes with my news and notes, notes and newts, you know, <laughs> it's my, uh, my accent, my accent there. Right. So, uh, he says, in all honesty, with all the COVID nonsense, lockdown, social distancing, etc., all the podcasts become his pseudo model clubs. And, you know, we're starting to hear that a lot. People yeah. are, uh, you know, utilizing the podcast is and I, i'm glad that we come off that way because that's what i want our listeners to feel like they're part of you know uh, a community or a club that's absolutely great. yeah um he says one of your episodes discussed judging systems in uh, his club and here we go it is the uh, butch o'hare model club in chicago and they use the chicago rules method Ooh. of uh gold silver and bronze. Wow. Uh, where each model is yep. judged on its own merits. And, and it gives us a link to the website. I'll put that in the show notes so folks can go over there and take a look at those. But I also want to, you know, and I'll let Fril, Fril to talk to, to this because uh, the package came to him. But I want to give a big thank you uh, uh, to those guys there at the uh, Butch O'Hare Model Club and uh, Hector for the swag, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't given you yours yet, Darren, just because I haven't been able to meet up with you, but I gave Whitey and uh, Scott theirs, and uh, they gave us all t t-shirt, yep. and we got some pens, a lanyard, and a couple Christmas ornaments to put on your tree. Yeah, man. And Hector yep, says, you. the Model Geeks are now honorary members of the
0: Butch O'Hare Model Club. Sweet. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Thanks. I, I will, I'll wear that shirt like shirt like a, a badge of honor. I really appreciate it.
3: Well, also, with us having jacks uh oh, con, jack's Paxcon coming up, I'm gonna have to reach yep. out to him about that judging see what they go with, get the, you know see what they do for criteria you know since we gotta talk yep. about how how we're gonna be judging our show. I know that we've been kicking the idea around of between the two types of systems, and uh yeah, if they have any gouge on on how they run theirs, I'll have to hit them up for that
0: good deal. Good deal. Uh, the last one that I want to talk to comes from David Waples, and that was actually directed to you, Whitey, through our uh, oh. our contact at Model Geeks uh, podcast uh, email address. But he talks about the uh, USS Sagamon kit that you had discussed uh, yeah, from man. Trumpeter. Yep. And uh, you know, his email is great. He went through a lot of the history on it, how it was originally a commercial tanker and uh, remained an oiler. Uh, a servant's escort uh, carrier, so on and so forth. All that to where they added the hangar deck and ended up uh, later on being sunk by a kamikaze attack. So it goes through the whole history, uh, which is great. Uh, he did say there's a 1-350th resin kit of the ship produced by Shipwrights. Um, I don't know much about Shipwrights, but he said there is one out there. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to uh, touch that. <laughs> he said, "There's also a one seven hundred 1 scale resin release by Loose Cannon." Uh, he said he could help you out with that one, but you really have to want to do a one yeah, a one hundred no. one <laughs> one seven hundred scale boat. You really have to want to do it. So, nah, it, you
3: know, it, it, the the Trumpeter kit I'm I'm intrigued by. Maybe I'll pick that up eventually do a ship maybe sometime next year. Um, what got me interested in the Sagamon is uh, I don't, a couple of years ago, there was a guy over in France, I want to say, who built one in 72nd scale and actually shipped it over to the uh, Naval Air Museum down there in Pensacola.
0: Was uh, oh, that one of the ones sitting right there when you come in the front door? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, they have several models yep. of, the, of the carriers in there, but then but his in particular was uh, – like he, he scratch built it. Um, I want to say the museum folks sponsored it's to traveled. To I'm, I'm not, I think it was a temporary display. Uh, mm-hmm. cause they had a reunion coming up for the guys from that ship. Um, yeah.
4: You know, speaking of big carriers like that, there was a news article a couple of years ago where a guy spent okay, like 20 years making this 48 scale USS Nimitz <clears throat> complete with like a 48 scale air wing. And turn around and donate it to the Naval Academy. So it's up there, at the, up the road in Annapolis. Yeah. In, in their museum. Wow.
3: That's a road trip we got to take. I want to visit
4: that museum in the, shoot the- 45 minutes up the road. The we were just up there. there the
3: other
1: day. It was awesome. It was fun.
0: Yeah. No reason why we can't make that road trip. It's close. Right. Yeah. And there's a, a hobby shop on, you know, on the way or yep. there. Well, yeah. Star hobby. Yeah. Uh, he goes on here real quick to say that, uh, if you have any questions, why to go ahead and feel free to reach out. He, uh, leads a model ship club there in Denver and, uh, all right. you know, he's, uh, and he says he's, uh, always enjoyed the show and always looks forward to the next one and, uh, for us all to take care. So, uh, thanks David, thanks, Dave. Uh, Mr. Waples. We really appreciate thanks, it and, uh, absolutely be in touch. So, That's about it for the mailbag, my friends. It was uh, not very full. I want to thank everybody for writing in um, and dropping us a line. Uh, If you want to contact us, you can do it by reaching out to us via email at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or simply going to the Facebook page and uh, dropping us a comment there. You can message us from there as well, uh, and we respond as fast as we possibly can. So uh, thanks again. see here all right geeks here we are we're going to break into the uh, main topic tonight and uh we have the luxury of having spencer pollard with us spencer welcome uh to the model geeks podcast it's great to have you here uh really appreciate you taking the time out of your uh your evening over there to, to join us
6: no it's no problem at all thanks very much for inviting me really appreciate it
0: this is going to be a, a a great a great little chat. I think uh, uh, for the listeners, we've got uh, Spencer coming on board tonight to uh, talk about one of his articles that he wrote on the Kit Box his block his blog, uh, which you can uh, find uh, a link to in the show notes. Uh, and that was uh, an article he wrote called "Quit." I believe it was "Quit Competing with Yourself." I think is or "Stop Competing with Yourself." Stop was competing. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it really struck a chord with uh, a couple of us. We instantly got together and said, oh, we've got to get Spencer <laughs> on, on the show and yeah. talk about this because I, it is just, it, it's a short article, but there's just so much truth in that article. It's just crazy. So.
1: I I read it and I immediately picked the, I got, I got a hold of Darren and I'm like. Have you read this? And he's like, he's like, yes. And I'm like, (laughs) it just spoke to me because I'm like, I have, I've, I've been doing this and you don't even realize you're doing it with yourself. It's like, you don't, you know, you don't. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where you spend so much time kind of sweating the details when you, you don't even realize you're sweating details and a build that could maybe take you a month has taken me a year. And it, I, I, I just, we we, we say all the time, I mean, I got 400 unbuilt kits in my stash and I'm only building like two a year. <sighs> There's a small problem here, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you, you know, when I read it, I was just like, wow. You know, I, I think unknowingly we, we put these, um, cr- put this criteria on our builds subconsciously where everything has to be perfect and you I lose sight of the enjoyment you know now, granted when the kit's finished, it's built, you're like, man, that took me a year and I'm real proud of it, but it it was it worth it, you know, or could I have gotten the same enjoyment satisfaction out of just just having fun and building it and not quote competing with myself and you what- know,
0: one, I, I, yeah. one kid I wanna bring up real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, uh, with with Scott, with Scott here is. And I'm waiting to see the the expression on Spencer's face whenever we talk about this. But your Spitfire, talk about the Spitfire and 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 how long it took you. It's beautiful though. By the way, I mean,
1: I mean, I so you know I I love anything with the Griffin engine. You know, Whitey calls them fake Spitfires, but and Justin, but I I just love that big five bladed prop. I just think it looks freaking awesome. And so. You know, very early on in my days, you know, they don't make a 30 second. I love 30 second scale stuff. So that's why I'm so jazzed about the 24 scale um, Spitfire that's coming out. But I wanted a Griffin engine Spitfire. And so in and, and one of the particular versions, I wanted the LF, uh, the Mark 14 with the clipped wing, one of the Belgian kind of uh, Spitfires. And so but I wanted to have it in the British markings just before it was given to the Belgians. So anyway, long story short, Paragon. Had a, had a conversion set that came out years ago, and I bought the Hasegawa kit back in 2002, I think. And I started, I wanted to, to completely sand off all the panel lines and start cutting and doing, and it was work. It was a lot of work. And I'm like, screw this, man. Where's my Tamiya kit? And so I put it <laughs> in the shelf. And then I, cause you know, I had the plans and I drew everything with pencil. I drew everything at first. I had to like fill all the holes and just anyway, long story short, it just, it became work and it took me 17 years to finish it. But, and I don't, I don't think I would have finished it had it not been, I just finished it this past year. And if it had not been for this group of guys saying, dude, just fricking do it, man. And, and what I had to learn to do was quit trying to make every rivet in the right spot and every panel line perfect. And I slowly started to just say, you know what, let me just finish this thing. And, and I look in my cabinet and I've got a 32nd scale Mark 14 LF with the clipped wings with a big Griffin man. That is if you, if all my models you can have all of them except for that one, you know? So I'm, so there's a, there's a, a really tough kind of, um, you know, give and take with. Do you spend all that time and get something that you're like, wow, this is something that I wanted for twenty years, or should I have just built it? Would it would the product be about the same? Would would the headache have been less? Probably. I should just, you know, I'm like, man, it really made me think about not making sure all the things were correct and accurate, and and just building, get back to building and enjoying because I probably didn't enjoy it as much as I I, I could have.
3: So yeah, seventeen but years. In, but in the end, you, you do have that one version that you that you wanted, though. Yeah, and I mean there cool, are subjects man. out there that I like. I want a forty eight scale privateer. I have an old conversion set to do that with. I know it's going to be work, you know. So, but my end goal is I want a forty eight scale privateer. I'm not, I'm not. I can't hold out for Ravel to release one any longer. I suppose. Who knows? Yeah, um, I think the, the I think other there's... subject is that uh, that CP one hundred and seven the british the the Britannia conversion you know that's going to be that's going to be some work, but it, uh, I'm willing to do the work because I know what I want in the end It's not going to take me seventeen years though
4: I hope <laughs> well, it was like me when I <laughs> built that tracker, you know the tracker took me a little over three years, that was because you know off and on and I was getting my master's, but I had a vision in my head of how I wanted it to look. Exactly. And that was what I wanted to do. And I was willing to put that effort in. Now, I built other kits while I was building that one that I just kind of slapped together. I didn't sweat small detail stuff. And I just put them together and, you know, got a model finished. And so, but I, I kind of like having that project on the back burner to kind of mess around with. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm sure I could have gotten done a lot quicker had I not been busy with other stuff. But, it, and it kind of... It prevented me from rushing because, you know, I, like I said, I had a vision how I wanted it to look in my head. And I'm famous for starting to rush on a build and then I get sloppy with something and then it doesn't come out the way I want it. Right. And so it kind of helped me, you know, slow down and take my time with things. So, like, I scratch built the entire operator section because the kinetic kit, there's nothing there in the back of the kit. And if you look through the windscreen,
3: right, you just right. see an
4: open fuselage in the back all the <laughs> way to the tail.
3: So, I mean... In the end, you know, those projects took time and you got what you wanted in the end. And I think, but the philosophy here with Spencer's article is one that rings bells with us because it's going, like, uh, you got what you wanted in the end, but you can do the same thing and I think not beat yourself up.
4: Exactly. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to do that again to myself. I'm just
0: going. So, so Spencer, as you can see, we have a problem. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, and I think now you can see why that article spoke to us the way it did. So w- with that, I'm going to, i want to turn it over to you. I'll just kind of, you know, I, I know you say it in your article, uh, but you, you alluded to this was something you had thought about in the past. This is not something that just came to you all of a sudden. So, uh, mm-hmm. if no. you want to elaborate a little bit on, on, on the whole thought process, where this came from and. And so on and yeah so forth. They,
6: they, they're not competing with yourself um our, our idea was something that that it it had kind of come to me because of things that other people had said and and also uh, it, it, it it distilled down um just before Christmas, I'd finished off all of my work for, um, for Doolittle and commission work was done. It was, I was already, I got three weeks off over Christmas. And I thought to myself, well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll build something over that three week period. i have got something like a week or, or so leading up to Christmas and, or two weeks leading up to Christmas and then a week over Christmas. And I thought, oh, I'll do something for myself. And I, I looked around the workshop and, and we're looking at kits. I couldn't see anything that I liked. And, and, and despite the same with all of us, you know, we've all got thousands of kits lying around that, that we're never going to build. I couldn't really pick anything. And the more I thought about it, the more frustrated I got and the more frustrated I got, the less I wanted to do anything to the point where I just didn't want to do anything at all. And I, I sat down and, and I was, I was trying to analyze my own feelings on this and, and yeah, analyze. Yeah why it was that I suddenly didn't want to build anything and I couldn't find anything to build. And I came to a, a number of conclusions, and, and I talk about in, in them that, in that short essay. Um, mm-hmm. But the first conclusion is, unless I'm forced to do something, I don't really want to build models, was, was a conclusion I came to, which was an odd one, really, and was something that I didn't really feel comfortable with and wasn't entirely convinced was true. Because the previous Christmases, and that where I get that, that sort of space, I'd built quite a lot of things that, that weren't really for work. Yeah. And through lockdown, I'd built, I'd built an entire collection of dioramas. I built 12 dioramas over a period of about 12 months. Um, wow. So that didn't seem to ring true somehow. So there was something else to it. And I started to think that it might be based around social media that was something I started to think huh. and I was like, well, I, uh, pretty much everything that I do is in the glare of the spotlight. And, and so if I'm building something for work, I, I tend to put up some odd pictures here and there and all, all of those kind of things to see, to gauge reaction to the work, even if it's for, for Marcus or, or Brett at, at, at work. So I, I started to think about things like that and, and what I, the conclusion I came to was that I'd hit a point where I was, I was really starting to only consider building things if I felt it was going to get some kind of reaction online. And huh, okay. therefore, therefore, each time I built something, I was having to make that model better than the one I had before. Because it would generate more of a reaction. So the competing yeah. with yourself mm. thing was really about me competing with my own work in that sense. Yeah. But I was I was trying to be clever or too clever in the sense that I was building a, a model, uh, um, whatever it was, in the hope that that, that model would spark interest and that people would go, ooh, isn't that great? Which is the most preposterous reason to build anything it's it's kind of if you think about it you're no longer building because you're passionate about what you do you've fallen into the into the rabbit hole of of doing it because you want affirmation you want people to say aren't you kind of great and and that had sort of that hadn't become a conscious decision that had become a subconscious thing that I was that I was doing, and I started to say, ask myself subconsciously, why are you doing this? Um, unless this model's for a reason, whether it's for a book or whether it's for work or for a n other reason, what's the point of you building this model? Why are you putting this thing together? It's not, it's it's kind of for no reason. And I spent a great deal of time over the Christmas period deconstructing that idea and going backwards rather than sort of going forwards with it and i found that that i wasn't i was now competing with myself and i was com- i was competing to make each model that i was building better and more attractive to others than previous ones and and what i'd done by accident is that i'd replaced competition competing on a table against other model makers with competition online with other model makers. And uh. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was making myself do things to compete in the, the in this sort of the, the sort of the internet world rather than on, on the tables. And I found that a wholly um, unpleasant area to be in. And I, I really yeah. didn't, like where that thought process was taking me i didn't like how how something that was supposed to be a passion for me was had become so complicated and had become manifestly so so driven by things that i couldn't control that it was having a negative impact it had gone from being a driving force to one that had become brick wall that i'd hit and I hit it before Christmas, wow. and I couldn't get past that brick wall. And and so I felt the need to put that out there and say to, to other modelers who, who'd reached that level of inertia, um, don't do this. You know, you're know, you supposed to be yeah. building models because you love building models. You're supposed yeah. to be doing it right. because you love sitting at the workbench like I am now, and um, this is my workbench yep. where, I'm, where I'm sat, um, putting bits of plastic together and painting the results. You're not supposed to be doing it because you want other people to go aren't you great and that's sort of where i got myself by accident
0: that that's that's very interesting i think there's a distinction uh, to be made here when it comes to the compete i compete against myself i i do in in the uh in the context that i want each kit that i do i want to improve on my build process that's the competing against myself that Uh, that i actually do i think everybody does that to a certain degree uh so for you to say the competing with the other people on social media holy balls i fall into that as well i do i I post Uh, pictures all the time of my work and that's exactly what it is is it's looking for that affirmation it's looking for people come back and say oh that's great you know and you're looking yeah, that's the philosophy
3: a, is not to confuse it with wanting to improve your own work.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, so that distinction what, needs to be made. Yeah, yeah. And
4: that's what I do. Because like I said, I mentioned yesterday when we, you know, we had our pre production meeting. I had mentioned that, you know, I have a build standard for myself. Yeah. And I want to better, because like I suck at seam, like seam filling and stuff, is like my Achilles heel. And I'm always looking to better that process for me. Because You sand on it and then, you know, and my thing is I find myself over sanding and I'll end up sanding away all the Mr. Surfacer or the super glue. (laughs) And when I hold it up to the light to check the seam, I've got that hairline seam and I'm like, oh crap, now I got to go back and do this whole process all over again. And so what I like to do is I like to, you know, sometimes I'll throw in a new technique that I'll be seeing online about or whatever. Like when I did the A4M, the black basing. You know, I was like, let me give that a shot. And so that's why I black based that my A4M was to try the black basing technique. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it was cool. And then I try to better the next build than the previous one because I've refined my techniques. I've learned how to sand seam a little bit better than the last one. And that's my thing where I find myself is I'm competing with my previous work to, to improve what I'm working on now.
1: Yeah, I, I know that. I'm sorry, Spencer. I was just going to jump in real quick. I know that, you know, for me, um, I, I your your article really it really spoke to me because I find myself subconsciously um, doing exactly what y- your article talked about, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. I didn't even realize that I was, um, c- competing with myself or with others on whatever level I, I didn't, you know, I, I mean, cause I, I was like, God, when I read that, I'm like, Holy, I, I think I'm doing this. I think I, I think I am not, am I really enjoying, like when I built the Tamiya F4, I just, that's the latest one that I just finished. And I'm like, I put a lot of pictures up online and people were following it and they were mm-hmm. sending me lots of emails and texts and, in, and are on our Facebook chat. Um, you know, saying like, Oh, that looks awesome. And this and that. And of course that feels great. But I'm like, is that why? Like, cause I, I didn't really enjoy the build. I, I wasn't Ooh. like having fun the entire way through. I was more like, I can't wait to get this fricking thing done and off my mm. table. And I'm like, where, <laughs> where is that coming from? Like I went from a kid that would crank out builds in a week it looked like crap and i was so proud of it that i just couldn't mm. even see straight and i don't i haven't felt that in a long time now does it feel good know, sorry, to go to I nationals
6: just, sure yeah yeah sorry, yeah just quickly jump in there because i think that's that, yeah. that's that's something that that i've wrestled with as well um i read this a lot i see this i had fun building this model in inverted commas and Every time that comes up, I ask myself what that means, and I, <laughs> I, I sort of got to the point where I thought I don't really even understand what that means anymore. The fun yep. part of it—it's yep. because uh, because I think with with—and <laughs> it's fascinating to hear somebody else say the same thing because I think actually, <laughs> yes, nail and head—it's. And it it sort of feels to me like that's a project in a nutshell. I build a project from A to B and I take photographs of it. And my job is to take out of the box. And then I, 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 I succinctly describe my job as building three dimensional objects to take two dimensional images. That's my job. My (laughs) mom never, very rarely ever get seen anywhere else. My models are only there to create photographs that go into magazines or into books. That's essentially wow. it. Their raison d'etre for me is to, is to put them onto a two-dimensional page or a 4K screen. That's it. There is no other reason for them existing. Um, and so the sort of the idea of the fun part of it is, is sort of bizarre. And then I find myself doing something and I think, oh yeah, this, this is fun, you know, like weathering this KV that I've been um, mucking about with. And then I get to a point in the model where I go, I just want this done now. I, I, I've had enough. I really don't want to be playing with this anymore. Um, I, I, you know, I sort of need to go. Um, and it is odd that that, that that is the case, you know? (laughs) Yes, Yeah. Um, and, and and you sort of, and you kind of Sorry. Yeah, and and it is. And it oh, is no, no. Here. I
0: was going to say it, that, that that's an interesting point, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, in your article, you said uh, my job is to build models, and I, and I quote, right, to build models, uh, write write about them, and hope that it inspires others tackle similar product or or, or, or uh, projects. Yeah. And uh, then you, you followed over here with the statement just a few minutes ago. Un- un- unless I'm forced to, uh, I don't want to build anything unless I'm forced to, and it so. I, I have to ask: With the job, is is a lot of people don't understand? They 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 say they would love to have a job built. I know I've said it before. I would love to have a job where I do nothing but build models, but that has to have some impact on that as well. I would think. Uh, yeah, and that, that's that, to, yeah. to have those two statements uh,
6: uh, said. I think uh, intrigues me a little bit. It, the, the, when I when I started this job, I I, I started as a very kind of precocious. 20 something um and mm-hmm. I, I was a reviewer for military and scale um before i became the editor of it and that was about 1992 and I, I was a reviewer and then i ended up getting the, the editor's job in in 95 96 and i remember um the outgoing editor ian young who was a very good friend of mine he said to me when you sign on the dotted line and you become the editor you lose your hobby yep It's no longer a hobby to you. It's a job to you. And what he meant by that was that from that point on, unless you could find a way of building your own things, and there have been times when I've done that over the years, um, and I, I I would be lying if I said that wasn't the case, virtually everything that I've built in the last 25 years, everything has been for public consumption. And what that does is um, take away the deadlines because everything is then deadline. This KV that I'm building, at the sure. moment, brand new to make it, um, I've had I've essentially got a week to build, paint and photograph it. A week from Jeez. door to door. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. Um, and so you have to find a way of of doing that job. It's like any other job that's deadlined. You yeah. know, model making yep. is not uh, unusual in that sense. But the other thing is that the other pressure that comes with this job is you have to be constantly on your game. A bit like, mm-hmm. you know, use a sporting analogy. If you're a quarterback playing for, you know, for a football team, you're going to get dropped if your game is not on it week in, week out. And that's been the case o- over the years. My model making has developed over 25 years, but, I, but my standards have, main, uh, have sort of remained where they need to be. And so yeah. there's almost no such thing as a bad day at the office because a bad day at the office results in a model that ends up in the bin rather than going <laughs> into yeah. print. Yeah. And that bad day it. at the office <laughs> then means I have to do it all over again. So yeah. um, this KV2, as far as I'm aware, is the only one in the UK. If I stuff it up... Oh, wow. I'm in deep doo doo and <laughs> Marcus isn't going to be very happy with me. The same yeah. thing happened with the Razor Crest that I've just completed. The Razor Crest yeah. that I completed. Beautiful job, year.
0: too, by the way.
6: Yeah. Thank, thank you. That was a test <laughs> shot that came through wow. from the Valve. There was no box, no instructions, no decals. It was just a set of yeah. plastic parts in a plastic bag. And he sent them through to yeah. me and said, can you put, the thing, put this thing together? And oh, and by the way, you've got two weeks. Um, and so that's kind of where the pressure comes from. And although I wouldn't want to do anything else, and frankly, I don't think I could do anything else now. I'm so institutionalized in, in a working on my own. I, um, I, am not sure I could work with other people. Um, but also (laughs) this is, this is kind of what I do. You know, I'm, 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 this is it. So, so I always say to people, you know, it is great being a model maker it's great doing this job and, I, and i've been very fortunate that i've been allowed to do this and that people have wanted to see my work for so long but be under no illusions that the pressures are there like any other job it's no different from you know um, um from from whatever else is out there frankly it's a sure. lot less pressure than working in a hospital or being a teacher yeah. or, the <laughs> yeah. military or anything you know those kind of things it's not like any any of those but the pressures are there and you can't go oh well i think i'm going to spend six months doing this model when you've got six days to to do it you know wow. and and all of the major bills over the last sort of 12, 18 months, two years or whatever, F-14 Tomcat was exactly the same. It was, the, the deadline for that, two weeks. F-4 Phantom, deadline for that, one week. You know, those, wow. kind, of, those kind of things are, are, they're given to you because they, they trust you to be able to do it properly. Now, I'd like to say that that is brilliant and it runs on rails, but the amount of models that have ended up in the bin <laughs> because something has gone <laughs> catastrophically wrong. Um, yeah, has is is uh yeah, legion. I would I would, um,
3: I would think a deadline right away for me for right away that pulls the fun out of it. Yeah, you know cool. that's why I don't do commission work anymore. I used to do a lot of them because when you're in the military and people know you build models, they, they hey, can you build me this? Can you build me that? I've done right. it for folks, of course, you know, but anymore though, I'm I'm not taking it on because I just don't want to have a deadline. I don't want to yeah. feel like, oh, shit, I got to get this thing done. Uh, you know I want to work on yeah. what I want to work on, um, not, not what someone else wants me to be building. And I know when I've done commission work, the only one I really had fun doing, I, I modified a P3 once with a radome on top because that was an airplane that we were flying over here and uh the skipper's wife asked me to build hey can you do that and i want to build one for myself so for me it was fun because i was okay for my own project later on i want to this is a good prototype to run with so i i did it and uh you know i enjoyed doing that one but when i look back i go any other builds that i've done for people i've never felt good about yeah i always feel like oh shit i gotta get this done and so i couldn't imagine being uh it, it would, it, well, it's like I said, it becomes a job, not a hobby anymore. Now, does this yeah. philosophy that you have about not competing with yourself, though, does it, when you write this, are you writing it from the perspective of your work projects or your pleasure projects? Do you distinguish between the two? Actually, I mean, do you do, you do build for yourself, as you said, on occasion yeah. when you ha- when you can. So,
6: yeah, it- but even then, I, I think I, I've not really disconnected that idea from work that I've done for myself either. I don't think. Yeah. So, so I think it, it, it's across the board um, with, with it, this sort of idea of competition and idea of pushing your own boundaries and 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 I think that the, the social media has been uh, has been a, an overwhelming positive for the hobby yeah. i think but oh, it cannot, i agree also i agree yeah yeah i think it's a, but it's also been and certainly um i i've seen this in my own in my own world so i can only speak for my own, own experience and i'm certainly not i'm not trying to sort of pass this on to other people and say this is how you should feel it's just how i feel about it i also think yeah. it has been a negative uh, in some respects in that i will agree there as well media, across across the board is is that in order to be heard, you have to be the one that shouts the loudest. In order to be seen, you have to do something that nobody else has done. And, yeah. and so consequently, that's where the, com- the competition part of it is. So you may see something online that gets a huge number of clicks and a huge number of likes and a huge number of shares. And you think, oh, I know what I'm going to do in order to get that kind of traction. I'm going to do something along those lines and what you what that does yeah. is it takes you out of why you're doing it personally and puts it into why somebody else is doing it and that's not the reason why 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 anybody should do anything artistic you should do something artistic because it's a manifestation of your own personality your own soul and your own your own amen essence, yeah. yep. you like. and yep. so when when five of us build models each one is putting something different into that into that model building something um um, yeah, because they can see something in, in, inside uh, inside that project that that manifests, whether it's a P three Orion, whether it's a tracker, whether it's a you know S thirty, whether it's a you know a F eighteen E or whatever it is that you guys are, are putting together. You're putting something of your soul into that. If if that desire to own a miniature of that machine is overwhelmed by your desire simply to to gain a bunch of likes on Facebook you're doing it for the wrong reason and that's yeah, where i found absolutely myself. and that's 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 what the essay was really all about and i was i gotcha. was sort of speaking to myself in that essay i was saying you shouldn't be doing this not you as in you 4 shouldn't be doing this you should not yeah. be doing this Spence you should stop thinking about why you? Why you doing this? And and it was a, it was a, it was also an extension as well. We we touched upon this off off recording, but it was also an extension of my feelings on competitions, not just yeah, yeah. Com, competition online, but competitions per se, and how I've sort of taken myself mm-hmm. out of that because um, fundamentally I didn't like the way it made me feel, and I didn't like the way the, the person I became. While I was competing, uh, and I, I didn't wow. feel that I was, uh, I I was a very nice person when I was competing, uh, and 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 also I was putting myself almost through the ringer to put a model on a table to be assessed by somebody that might not understand how that model had got to that <laughs> point, and yeah. when yeah. I didn't get the result that I wanted, I would then be upset about it, and I would stop enjoying the show because all I was thinking about was how's the judge going to react to my new model? And I right. was like, right. wow.
3: no. Do you of think because, really it, no, does your name kind of lend, I don't know, the, the, is it because of, of, quote, who you are? You know, so Notoriety, people, yeah. Is there yeah, something there? You know, oh, that's Spencer Pollitt. So let's go look at it. Let's, go, let's see what he's got going on. Like, you know, did, did you kind of feel like that any, or when it came to competitions?
6: I, honestly, I don't, Think so, um, but I think yeah. that can be the case. And I, and yeah, yeah. if you followed any shows, any model shows, um, anywhere, I, th- <laughs> I'm going to tread a very fine line now. I think <laughs> yeah, the okay. idea that judges don't do that and aren't aware of who's built a particular model, um, are, I think that's unlikely. Because that wouldn't be human yeah, we, nature. Sure, it? we all know uh, who guess.
3: is at each show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean,
1: we've we've seen it a million times where, you know, there are particular builders have a particular style. I don't need yeah. to look at the name on the on the sheet. I know who built that. And yeah. there are some folks that. I mean, let's just be honest. There's some that have different personalities. There's some that maybe yeah. have great personalities some. And, and I, me personally, when I have, you know, I, I don't judge too much anymore. In fact, I, I typically don't judge. I, we go eat Mexican food and have beer during our <laughs> breaks because that's just what what that we do as great. a group. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it awesome. <looks> great. <laughs> you got to come to one of our shows and we'll, we got to take you to a good that Mexican sounds- food place. and We'll have beer instead of judging. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we <laughs> like to do. But you know, I, I if I if I'm put in a position that I'm going to judge, you know I I can absolutely I do not I am looking at plastic and paint, and I have it it it, I I go out of my way to make sure that I am looking, um, very objectively at whatever I'm looking at. But sometimes you have you have I I there are people that have very, um, strong personalities that maybe rub folks the wrong way, and I've seen it before where a model didn't win because I've heard that, well, he wins all the time. He, he wins all the mm-hmm. time. So uh, let, let, let's, he's won enough. And I'm like, you know, I don't think that that's fair. Whether the guy's an mm-hmm. asshole or not, doesn't matter if he built a quality product, then he deserves an award, then he deserves an award. But yeah. I've seen that before or where it's like, yeah, I knew that was yours. So I made sure that, you know, you were up in there in the running for whatever. And I'm like, I can't believe I just heard a judge say that like, that's crazy, you know, but it happens.
6: I think it's um, for me, it was, there was, uh, it's a very well-known story now. So I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm not really going over the same ground, but it, it, it happened with the, with the 24 scale Harrier conversion of, which
1: is one of my favorites i'm sorry i I gotta tell you that is a inspiration for me and one of these days damn it i'm gonna build one of those because it's just (laughs) freaking awesome okay i I love it but yes
6: it was i mean that was that that was really the straw that broke the camel's back and the conversation i I actually had with with the judge afterwards and his reasoning was and i sort of came home i was so upset about it and yeah, and and I, I and with everything else that was sort of going on around the, in the world and all that sort of stuff, I thought, oh, you really need to grow up now. What, what yeah. what's the matter with you? And I, I took myself to one side, and and it was all, it was also that I found that uh, the competition was against friends. I was competing against friends of mine. You know, you go yeah. to an event and you'd, you'd be a bunch of you, and and then in the bar <laughs> afterwards, you would go, "I won a gold medal and I can, I beat you. I'm better than you." <laughs> and and that's. I, I'm, as I'm not naturally competitive, uh, generally, um, I, I didn't really like where that was taking me and in, into sort of areas mm. that, that, that I was taking. And I, I just made the decision, I made the decision a few years back now, that I would retire. I wouldn't compete at all. And, and I haven't competed since then. Um, and I decided that I wasn't going to do that. Competitions weren't for me anymore. I'd judge. You know, if people yeah. want me to judge, then yeah. fine, and I'll put some yeah. mine. I'll yeah. do want post-conference. So it was sort of these two things are interconnected. My feelings on on competitions and and my feelings on on being competitive with myself and 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 yes, I appreciate it's some sort of Damascene conversion where I'm you know the scales had fallen off my eyes and all of a sudden you know I didn't feel that I needed to do all of those kind of things. I just I think I'm I I feel in January of 2022 that the world is now so competitive and everybody is so competitive with everybody else that, that I needed to remove a layer of that from my own world, from my own kind of life and, and, and simplify everything, simplify what I do, simplify my approach, simplify how I build and paint in order to be as inspirational as I can, build as much as I can, because, that's another thing I think that comes up with, with this. I want to build a collection. I don't want to build just one model a year, you know. Um, yeah. And, and I, yeah. I, I want to be able to do the things that I want to be able to do. You know, we've all got we've presumably all got stashes. The rate we really? build models, presumably, we're we're <laughs> never going <laughs> to even scratch the surface of them, are we? New oh. and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's just it's incredible to hear. You know, I, I um. Cause I, I, I just, like I said, it, it really spoke to me. I really felt like it's exactly how I feel. Um, I just, you know, it, but for me, I feel like I do have this, this, a uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where part of me just wants to get back to building. I just want to have fun. Like when I was in a, when I was in my late teens and my early twenties, I loved just, I had so much fun building a kit. You know they didn't turn out all that great but but damn it, I had so much fun, and now they turn out great, but I'm not having as much fun and so I've tried to take that own take a step back, look at how I build, how I think about this and and why i i because I don't know the answer I don't know why I like we had our Christmas break, and um, I was off for about two weeks and I never even came down to the bench. I had zero motivation. I could care less. And I I'm just started thinking, I'm like, why am I just not very motivated? I have shelf of doom kits. I have tons of kits that I could just start working on. And so I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I think this interpersonal struggle with Having something that I'm proud of and that I enjoy and that speaks to other people as well, because that makes me feel good when people come up to me to show and they're like, what an inspiration. Your model's awesome. Of course, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that people appreciate the work. But there's this weird twist of taking the fun away from building. I I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's just I I would love to be able to get back to build a model and to just enjoy it and not take six months or a year to build one.
6: You know, mm. I think, I think I we've mean, all it crossed it these bridges. Like we're, 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 sorry. We're, we're sort of overthinking this maybe. Right.
3: Now I know like for, for me, I, I turned a corner a while back about not needing every bit of aftermarket for a kid. I know before it was like, oh, man, there's a new something or other out. And, man, I'm not even going to touch that kit because I know in three weeks it's going to be this. uh, man. And, I'm, you know, so uh, and I'm, like back in like the mid-90s, early 2000s, that was my philosophy was, man, I need all the aftermarket before I'm even going to start on this thing. And now it's like, nope, don't care. Uh, build it and put a, you know, Scott and I, both, we talk about, or even throw Phil, you know, it. it's like. Uh, and he, uh, an aftermarket seat and you're good to go. You know, yep. it, there's no need for. I don't want to open up a bunch of panels and at you know, yeah. it's just, you
4: especially know. with like newer kits. You know, a lot yeah. of them the cockpits are great. You know, and the seat may be a little underwhelming, but that's an easy like six dollar fix. Yeah. But it, I can it, go it, on. it
3: felt like I was putting off enjoying building a kit because I didn't have all the aftermarket yet. You know, and I, kits would sit for for years, man. Without you touching mm. them. And then, you know, you, you just never get to it. And eventually you have a box of aftermarket over there that you, <laughs> you know, because now the interest is gone in, in that particular subject <laughs> yes. or something like that. But, and I, I got away from that. Now, you know, it's nope. I'll, I'll build it and put a, you know, the Harry I just did, put a seat in it, called it
6: good. Looks great. Carry on. <laughs> so it, it, it seems like we, we've all got, we've all hit the, the uh, hit a brick wall, but all that's painted in a different color we're, we're all yeah. we're all in that sort of that, that sort of mindset of 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 putting a barrier up to a project before the project even begins <laughs> yeah and yeah and and that's and that's kind of i, I suppose subconsciously that's that sort of that that is what i was talking about in in, in the article yep. in in in, in that we we we're, we're kind of overcomplicating, over over thinking this, over over planning it. That's I yeah. think that's that's yep. an issue as well. Rather than when you're a kid, you 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 go to the local post office and and or we did, you go to the local post office and you pick up a seventy pence matchbox kit, take it home, you clip the parts off, you glue it together with with tube glue and everything, stick it on the ball stand and stuff it on the shelf. That's it. You don't even <laughs> don't think about it. Now there's so much information out there that you're you're in you're in the midst of of like a military planning operation before you even <laughs> get the kit onto your desk. You, you've almost <laughs> pre-thought how you're going to do it. I'm going to I know what color scheme I'm going to do. I know what weapons loads I'm going to put on this. I'm, I know what you know how I'm going to weather this. I know what paint I'm going to use. Blah, blah, blah. Instead of just walking into your room, dumping it on the desk, opening the lid, clipping the parts off, and starting to glue it together without any thought that's that's i think where i was before christmas and i I sort of am a, a little bit now where i was i was think i was planning everything in minute detail before i even started doing it and and it's when you break things down to that degree that's when the fun is taken away that's when the oxygen is sucked out of the room and before you know it you're you're like well what what, if, uh, what decals? Where am I going to get the decals from? Where, and then you're online and you spend two hours <laughs> online looking for aftermarket. Well, I can't, uh, you know, I can't see this. Um, can I get a seat for <laughs> this? Can I get, can I get instrument panels for this? Can I get decals for this and all that sort of stuff? Before you know it, two hours have been taken up um, looking for things to put onto your model when you could have spent two hours gluing that model together and usually, I guess, I don't know if it's the same with you guys, but, but for me, every project that I do, there's a two-hour ha- two hump. That first two hours is going to tell me whether or not I'm going to love the model or whether I want to carry on with it. It's a bit like watching the film, isn't it? First 15 minutes, If you watch a film, sit there, and watch it for 15 minutes and it's rubbish. You're going to go, I'm not going to stick with this. I'll go and play on Facebook. Yep. Or, or if you read a book, you read the first chapter and if you're not hooked by the end, by the 10th page, you yeah. put the book down, you don't do anything. You know, um, I often feel the same thing about watching Coventry city play football as well. I'm like, well, oh, you know I, I can tell within the first 15 minutes whether this game is going to go <laughs> our way and um, but you still <laughs> yeah. kind of carry on watching um, Who, who's you your football getting, team by the way just real quick coventry city um we're okay. season ticket holders coventry city so if you yeah oh, um, nice. both Liz and I. so um and and i think that's the same thing with the model i find that if i get past that first two hours of sitting here and i've like with the KV, it's a good example because it's the most current one. Once I glued the hole together, I was in. I was, I was engaged into that. Yeah. But if that first two hours had been taken up with me looking for, you know, replacement tow cables or some figures on it or whatever, then I've lost the impetus. I've lost that, that initial drive to do it. That's, I think, what causes the problems. It's overthinking, overanalyzing yeah. that first step the first step in in any build that we do should be clipping some parts off the runners and gluing them together. And then once you've done that, then look for what you can do with it. But I think you need that initial spark; otherwise, you just you just don't get it done.
4: So you mentioned earlier that you know you build for yourself too. So now, do you find that you, do you put yourself under those same kind of week or two week timelines when you're building something for your shelf, not for a magazine or anything, or do you?
6: You know, no. they take you
4: a month or so to.
6: No, no, I don't actually. I I, I tend to spend as long as I need to. I'm, I've got um, um above me is a a motorcycle and a figure that I painted. Um, I, I did. It was a Yamaha Road Star that I did, it's a mere one, and I've done it as a as kind of like a um, a post apocalyptic bike. It's mm-hmm. all stripped out. and It's all weathered and and everything. It's still sat there. It's supposed to be part and part parcel of a vignette and it's that bike has been finished since 2019 the figure was painted last year and probably the diorama will be done next year um (laughs) so i don't really um the 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 downside to that is that often with those sort of projects i i procrastinate that much i don't really get them finished so i have big ideas you know and they don't sort of get done. I've got an F 15 Eagle that's in the loft, which has been um painted or and half deckled in Israeli markings for 20 years, so wow. that gives you an indication of just how long some of oh, these wow. things can last. Um, and and the, I've, I'm just looking around, which I think I've put some stuff up in the in the loft that you know, little vignettes and those those kind of things. So I don't know, I don't put myself under the same kind of pressure, um, with, with those with those builds, but but oddly. Um, and and perhaps um, and surprisingly, the quality of those extended builds and those extended project, projects is no higher than the ones that I do against the clock. Then they're, they're not. It's not like time allows me to be neater in construction, or time allows me to be, you know, for the paint jobs to be better. Um, almost contradictorily, if that's a word, um, <laughs> the Ones I do against deadlines, the ones that I do with my back against the wall, they tend to be higher quality builds and higher quality models than the ones that I do for myself, if that's not a massive contradiction. But that tends to be how it works out. I tend to be able to... I think it's because my focus is better, and I'm not looking around the room or checking Twitter right. or or, or anything because you don't have the have the time. But I fi- I always find that that the ones that I do against the deadlines tend to be, in some ways, more um, um, higher quality um, than the ones that I uh, that I do for myself. I'm um, quite worked out why that why that is, but you, you mentioned earlier. I, I noticed that you said about shelf of doom models. I don't have one of those at all. Wow! Not no kidding.
0: No, I remember um, you saying um, that it, it, if, uh, if 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 it, it went in the bin or it got completed, there. I remember you saying, I think it was one your interesting modeling company lives. You, <laughs> I,
6: I'm the worst. Talk per- about it. Yeah, I'm kind of the worst person to to um, perhaps talk about uh, about those kind of things. Really, you know, um, <laughs> the F-15 that's in the loft has been there forever. That's pretty much the only model that's up there that's not complete or, or is, is, is not done. Wow. Once I start a model, it, it, it either goes from A to Z and it's completed and photographed, or I lose my way on it and it gets boxed up and it gets thrown out. It, yeah. just because once I've lost the impetus to finish something, I know myself well enough that I'll never go back to it i won't i won't I won't look yeah. at something and think oh i I'll go back and i'll I'll finish that off The other thing that i don't uh, that i that I now don't do is i i um I've made an exception this month because I'm building this big Lancaster for a commission uh I don't build more than one model at a time ever so k2 is i can't i can't focus on it i I just it's impossible for me to do that so what i tend to do is i'll i'll pick a project i'll start that project and then i'll 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 take it from a to a to z and 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 do it that way um but i certainly can't do anything else um it it doesn't make sense for me to to pick a, a build and then do the cockpit on on one undercarriage on the other and then paint one and then move on and I I can't do that anymore. So I I literally work on one thing at a time from start to finish.
0: That's one of my new year's resolutions. I've got to change that because I I do have like, I got like five projects in work right now and it's just, it makes me crazy.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make me nuts, but it just, you know, I, Um, I, I just lose interest. Like, you know, there's one thing or another that I lose interest on, or if there's a, a difficult part or something that I can't quite, I don't, I can't figure out how to fix it. Then I, I just kind of box it up and, and kind of put it away and, and try to pull something else up. What ends up happening? I got a whole shelf of, you know, kits that are halfway started. Some of them are just sitting ready for paint. There's nothing wrong with them. I just kind of like, you know, it's <laughs> kid with ADD or whatever. I just lost interest. I'm just <laughs> like, whatever time to move on. And, uh, but yeah, I, I and, and, and if it, if I'm not having fun, then I'm like, why am I working on this? Let me just start something, do something else. And then, so I'll start something else. Cause I'll get all motivated. I'll, I'll either see an aircraft or see a build. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to start working on this. And I get going, I don't know. I just, or I get busy with work or whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's getting back to, for me, it's the, I have to be interested in whatever I'm doing. It's very difficult for me to work on a model that I'm not interested in that, that I don't know how you can do it. If like, if it was my job, it might be a little bit easier. Cause then it's my job, but mm. like for me, I just build for me. And if I'm not interested, if not, my heart's not in it, it just, it goes, goes onto the shelf. It's just hard yeah. to, you know, I, I the, to me, uh, the phantom, I was really into that. I, yet I still, when I got done, I was, I'm happy that it's done but about midway through i was just like i just want this thing done i just want it because i was so particular about seams and panel lines and making sure everything looked perfect and it does it looks it looks great but you know did i really enjoy it uh, i enjoyed that it was done <laughs> And I did not have to mess with it anymore.
6: <laughs> There's some interest. I, I think with 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 what we do, we you know we can cut corners. I, I I've told this story, and I think I, I I might have told it to the guys on the Plastic Posse. Actually, I think, I think. um in in that there were occasions when I was working for Military Scale that that I was building aircraft models where I was only deckling and weathering one side of the model to get it ready for photographs.
5: Oh, I do remember I that. I remember.
6: <clears throat> I had um, a friend of mine cool. that did that. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing was, I knew which side I was going to photograph it from and where those, how those photographs would be. So I wouldn't bother with the other side. And, let, and, and what you couldn't see, I didn't worry about. It was kind of a bit like um, wow. the, the, the model guys that worked on Aliens back in, uh, in the 80s when they made Sulaco. Sulaco is the ship in Aliens. Sulaco's only ever seen on one side. You, it, it passes the camera from, uh, from left to right. As it goes past the camera and then drifts off, and that model's one-sided. There isn't any detail oh. on that side because because the you only you only have to see it from from, yeah. from that point. Um, yeah, things like underneath of, of the military vehicles never paint anything like that. Never paint the backs of wheels or anything because I can't see it. Wow. Um, I, I, I work on the principle that if I can't see it and I don't need to photograph it, I won't build it. it, it it's kind of as simple as that. The there's the uh, the the uh, that well I know it's there is 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 something that I, that I actively encourage with model makers because frankly it's your model you know put as much effort and time into it as you can yeah um, but when it comes to building against a deadline if I if I don't have to do it then I won't do it i, I won't make sense sort of yeah put put effort into it um the lancaster's a good example of this. i'm building a 32nd scale lancaster as a as a, a company commission at the moment Um, very specific project for a very specific um, um reason uh, and um inside that front I, I when i planned it out and how i was going to build it because they're going to have it it's going to be hung um in, in a, a, a really fabulous setting which i can't really tell you about unfortunately but it is brilliant um <laughs> and it's going to be hung and they said we need this downstairs lancaster and everything and i looked at it and thought right what do i have to paint and i looked at the cockpit and i thought i don't have to paint to that edge of the cockpit behind that i can just black that i can blot that in because nobody's ever yeah. going to see that and the inside the turrets and all of those kind of things um so it, it, it's It it just helps to speed the processor, and and it makes me more efficient, if you like. You know, I think that's the that's what being a professional is like you, you guys are all, you know, in the aviation industry or whatever. It's about efficiencies and and we find efficiencies Mm -hmm. no matter what we do in, in, in life. Otherwise you can't, a, we'd be very expensive and, and B we'd never get anything done. So my efficiencies have to be worked into, into projects. And I find that the more efficient I can be and the quicker I can be, and the more I can cut back on the nonsense that I have to do, the, the, the more I, I kind of end up getting done really. And, but, yeah, there, there were there were times when I would, you know. I'd, and, of course, those models are useless then. I mean, we, we talked earlier on about the idea of, of the three dimensions to two-dimensional images. Those models are even even more useless because I can't even take them out if I do get shows. <laughs> They're not finished. They, they sort of end up being, you know, put in a display case so that you only ever look at them one way. But I, I was certainly not opposed to the idea of, of kind of doing that. And also, I only ever... Um, um my models i tend to because i'm right-handed my models are always disp- displayed from bottom right corner to top left corner of any display base so I, I put them on and i photograph like that that's the where, way where my eyes i don't like the other side of airplanes um, but i tend to only focus my weathering and my painting so one side that side from going from right to left that side tends to be Better and more detailed and more in depth than my <laughs> always. Yeah. Have you, model I build.
4: you know, it's funny you mentioned, you know, that you don't have a shelf of doom, and I kind of have one. And I've got two kits that I started probably 20 years ago the 30 second scale special hobby X15 with the ground dolly and the trumpeter 30 second scale MiG 19. And I haven't touched those kits in years. And I was pulling them out because I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish these up before I go on to something else. And I'm just looking at it and you're right, like, I don't, I have no interest. Like my motivation is like not there. And so I made the call last night. I just tossed them. I'm yeah. like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the, I'm, I'm never going to build them. I'm taking the 15
0: dude. Come on. I got a Kitty Hawk RF5 sitting up there. I think it's <laughs> going in the bin as soon as we get done here. And if um. you know me, it's
4: hard for me to throw away a model. Like, I, I just can't do it. And I just sat there and I'm like, you know, I kept getting, finding myself in this rut that, you know, it was never like too much time had gone, had passed since I started it to where it is now. And I'm sure like I got pieces missing and and I still want to deal with the ass pain. So I just said, you know what? Um, Trumpeter re-released the MiG-19. I got one. I just ordered it last night. So I got, I got a new one of those coming as far as the X-15, I'll just do a 48 scale one. So you, you can find the 48 scale X-15 mm. and I'll do that one. But I made the decision last night. I just like, you know, I'm done. And I just, yeah, I just got rid of it because I had to get that off my plate because it was still back there. And I was just like, oh man, and it was never going to come out. And so I just yeah. got, finally got rid of
6: them. I, th- I think it's, it's the other thing as well is if you spend that amount of time building a model. 20 years on an f-15 my standards have moved on so i'm looking at the model that yeah. i painted all those years ago and i'm thinking god it doesn't kind of look on a minor what what do i do and it's yeah. a it's a huge model to strip isn't it and i'm thinking should i just strip this down yeah and, re-paint this? <laughs> and that's
4: um, yeah and that was my mentality just, i just i'm done
0: you'll just yeah. never be happy with it you know at that
6: point so yeah i, I think that's it
2: yeah.
4: The going back to your your twenty
1: four skill Harrier, um, like did you? En- I mean, how long did that one take? In then did you enjoy
6: it? Um, the the Harrier was a 350, 400 hour build in total, <sighs> spread over about five months. So it gives you an idea of how oh. much I was putting into this. Yeah. Thing. yeah, um, I think at times enjoy might have been replaced by endure. Because it was, it was kind of kind of got to that point, and and also it was a massive learning curve. I knew that I wanted the model, and I knew sort of vaguely how I was going to go about it. But I made so many mistakes on it. If I was to build it again today, I wouldn't build it anywhere near the way that I did. Uh, I would. There would be a lot of things on that that I would change. For instance, one of the things that I that i did was i did the the nose extension yeah on on you, you crop the nose out and then you you add the section into the rear cockpit and i used liquid glues in there to to basically to plank it like a as you would a ship model and i used liquid glues and so ghost seams kept on coming back all the time. Uh, I was sanding it and they would come back and I sand it and come back. So I would use super glues on that. I, I would, I would use sort of resistant adhesives that, that allowed me to sand that and polish that. And I probably could have cut down the time it took me to, to build that nose section by yeah. about 75% um, just for that piece. Also, I made mistakes when it came to, to measurements. I was measuring areas on, on the model and it's, f- f- some inexplicable reason i still can't work out to this day how i managed to do that i mismeasured where the rear bulkhead goes behind huh. the rear seat the, the, the thing anybody that's ever seen a, a two-seat first generation harry it's a bit heath robinson inside that they basically <laughs> chopped the nose off a, a, a gr1 yeah. moved it forward yeah. and then put a block in and then they built the, the rear cockpit but the rear cockpit doesn't mirror the front cockpit it's they basically just put side consoles in there, an instrument. Power. Gotcha. None of those are the same. Um, the, the, the instrument consoles on the side are, are shorter on one side than on it, just all over the place. <laughs> and so, so sort of moving and dealing with those. Also, anybody that's built the FX GR1 Harrier, it's riveted and just get, smoothing it out. I I my hands hurt for nearly 12 months afterwards <laughs> because I was kind of gripping you know sandpaper yeah. and smoothing it off and all yeah. that. Kind of so I think I could probably cut that conversion down by about 50% if I was to build it again. Wow. So it was wow, an endurance crazy. challenge. Um, yep. but what it resulted in for me was the the single best model I've ever made, with without Man. a shadow of a doubt. It's the most accurate model I've ever made. And it taught me probably more in a single project than, than anything else that I that I've oh, done. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <had fun>. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, did I have fun with it? At times, yes. I think I probably yeah. did. Yeah. But what? The, but the payoff was seeing it finished. When I saw yeah. it finished, and I and I, it was that realization of something that you'd had in your mind for thirty odd years or something, and and that was that was where the payoff. Was.
1: And, and the, it just, again, speaks to me because that's how the the, the the Mark 14 was. You know, it's something that I had in my head that I really wanted. It took a lot of effort at times. Was it fun? Um, most of the time, no, it wasn't fun. But, I, but towards the end, I, I did have fun because I was proud of myself for sort of pushing through because half the model is resin and, you know, scratch-built mm-hmm. stuff, and but then to see it in the end, yeah, I'm very, it's, it's the one that I'm most proud of and the one that I love yeah. the most. And and it, even though it may have took, taken me 17 years to build it, I mean, we're talking off and on. And of course there was flight school and a Navy career and married and all this kind of good stuff was in there, but still I, I, it, uh, it, the love hate relationship with it. But I, in the end, I've got a great model and I did, I, I, I loved finishing it in the end. Will I do another one? No, I will not. I will not. Yeah. I will not do another one. I will just pray that big T thinks about coming out with a Griffin engine. Um, on, I was going to say, um, even,
3: if, <laughs> even if Tim, Aya come out with one and 30, then I do scares? one. Yes, yeah.
0: I would. Yes. <laughs> we need to get that one over here into the photo box there. Scott, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That one needs some pictures taken of it. That's yeah, a, we'll It's just to, a beautiful job. Thanks, Darren.
6: When, when you're doing um, models like that, I think you get to a point in any project, any in big project like that, where it's like I've come this far. Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes yeah. a battle of, of wills between you and this plastic model kit, and uh, yeah. are you going to let this this collection of dusty plastic parts beat you? And and I just sort of felt no, I'm I'm, I'm you know, yeah, but there were times on it where I couldn't work out what I was doing. One of them, one of the hardest parts on that model was, in between the front and rear seats, there is a false windscreen, and that false okay, windscreen yeah. clo- encloses the rear canopy, rear mm. clamshell, and it fits on. It's a curved section that fits onto a a hexagonal base plate that sits, which which forms. The combing for the rear seat, and also the, the the stanchion for the for this canopy section. I spent ages thinking, "How am I going to do this? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I can't work out how to get this section." And I went to bed one night, and I woke up in the middle of the night knowing how to do it. I dreamt about <laughs> it. That's how much how ridiculous this project became. I was wow. sitting there, yeah and, and I spent I <laughs> spent like three months thinking of nothing but Harriers, and people were sending me photographs and. And all that sort of wow. it became an obsession it became something that were that was that, that was just an obsession. but the thing about that was that that model was driven on. We talked about this um, you know um, um, Andrew asked me about whether or not I spend time when I'm doing my own projects and whether those those um, those I put deadlines. A, a false deadline was added into that project because I wanted to get it finished for the ICMS Nationals. And so I, that was I, I placed that pressure upon myself, and that's what drove it forward. Honestly, I, I, I think I can say with some conviction, if I hadn't done that, that model may not have been completed in the timescale that it was. It may have gone on wow. longer. The worry there is, and I think the realisation hit me after it was finished, that I may not have finished it had I not done that. And it may have been a 14-year period where I sat with it in a box and, and didn't kind of go Jeez. back to it. But it was very much a if-not-now-when kind of build. If I don't do this now, am I ever going to do this? And, and I felt that, that that was something that I really wanted to do. But in that case, going back to the beginning of this conversation, I competed with myself on that because I absolutely, from minute one of starting that project, I wanted that to be the best model that I could make of that aircraft in that scale. And, yeah. and I wasn't prepared for it to be a 50% replica. I wanted it to be yeah. 100% where I needed it to be. And at no point, I think, on that journey, and certainly, when I finished it, i don 't think there was any point where I sat there and thought, "I wish I'd done that better than i did i, I wish I'd, I, I wish it was it it was more detailed because I think at where I was at that time, it was absolutely the best thing that I could do with the skills I had. I, I don't believe I could have got it any better, and it was probably only the advent after that of 3D printing that would have made that model <laughs> easier uh, to build. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and the detail better. Yeah, it was. It was certainly like that. It was very nice. Like-
0: so, Spencer, you 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 mentioned uh, that with that deadline you wouldn't have it ready for ipms nationals uh and you also had you know, made mention you, you you don't compete anymore but i still have to ask is there any plans uh maybe in the future for another ipms uh, nationals to for making an appearance you know we got omaha coming up here uh uh this year um do it, you ever it, have, it, have any plans of you future? mean
6: traveling out to, you mean traveling out to the states to do one um yeah yeah i'd love to uh, is this short answer Um, to that. And, and and certainly I've, I've, you know, I've had plenty of sort of conversations uh, about doing, uh, about doing this. And I I would certainly like to do it at some point. It won't be this year. um, That's, that's for sure. Well, it's
0: going to be a little bit tough for everybody this year. I think as we go back into the COVID uh, the hit. Yeah. uh...
6: And and I've certainly, uh, all of the shows that I've done in the States um, and american modelers that i've got to know and become friends with over, over the years have yeah. um, they've all been wonderful events uh, I, and i've loved every single one of them I, I i've been fortunate to to do quite a lot of shows not just IPMS nationals last one i think i did was um was atlanta i think that was the, the one which okay. would be 2005 2006 something like that um did atlanta i've done amps i've done chicago and um, the sh- um show you know so plenty of those those events and I, I love going out to the States. It, it's There's something about um, – I, I appreciate it. I'm talking to American models and to an American audience, but there's something about Europeans yeah. going over.
0: Well, our, our, our audience is actually international. We've got them all over the place. So you, oh, it's um, uh, it's well, kind it, of crazy, well, the well, reach. So. I love you
6: all. Um, <laughs> you, go, you, go, um, you, you kind of, I, I think – there is a, a, there's an enthusiasm with American modelers, which is which is um, infect, really infectious, and, and, and certainly doing those the the, the U.S. nationals and um, brought that home. The first time I went over there to do a show, and it and it was it was you know at that um, there was like plenty of introductions and plenty of people wanting to talk, you know, talk about their hobby, yeah. and their passion, and that kind of thing. Um, so I'd love to experience that again. And, and having talked to Mike Reeves about, about doing, you know, us nationals and that kind of thing, um, I'd mm-hmm. really like to do that, but it, 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 may well be in a couple of years time. So the answer to yeah, we
0: John, all know Mike, uh, yeah. we, we all know Mike real well. He's a super, super guy. So
6: uh, yes, very nice guy. Very. And, and, and actually very supportive of, of the hobby and very supportive of, Oh Yeah as well he's he's um he sent me monogram kits i've 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 needed and 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 not wanted anything kind of in return for that super generous guy really you know i i I think it's it it would be fitting here actually to sort of say how how grateful i've been over the over the the time that i've known him for the support that he's given me with with projects he's desperate for me to do a monogram project which is very much in the the planning Uh, and i I will be good doing that good yeah i
0: know that we're chomping on the bit to get over to uh telford so i hopefully we're going to be able to make that happen here uh i've never been uh i I would love to uh experience that show there in the uk that it's on on the bucket list for sure
6: Mm. well like i say i live i live locally so uh so if you guys do come over, you, you'd be more than welcome to uh, to visit here as well. Go and do oh, Cosford, awesome. have a have a few uh, few beers. That's never never far from uh, from <laughs> English <Yeah, yeah. from, laughs> uh, mind. minds. Um, has to be said. But well, um, but yeah, no, be that's awesome. out, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, no,
0: outstanding. Well, as we uh, start to wrap this up, I want to ask you. Uh, I know we've been going for quite some time, uh, but I wanted to ask you about. Or have you tell us a little bit about the uh, interesting modeling company and uh, what it is you've got going on over there? You're, I know y'all are doing lives, and uh, you're very much a part of that. Is there a schedule or uh, anything out there that we put out to the listeners to uh, catch that on Facebook?
6: Yeah, interesting modeling company is is something that I um, that was set up really by Jonathan Mark, and uh, and 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 I was sort of I, I, we had conversations about it in. in when the pandemic hit in 2019 just 2019 no 2020 sorry 2020
0: 2020 Sounds
6: yeah like so much longer ago than, uh, than <laughs> um, in, in 2020 and we set this we set this up as a way of bringing models together uh, and and also uh, as a way of 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 kind of offering information and talking about the hobby and, and and talking not only about the projects that we were doing but about the history of, of the hobby as well we um drew who was part of it and and john and i we're we we're, we're sort of um, students of, of the hobby and, and very interested in how we got to where we are and, and so we talk a lot about old kits vintage kits and um, authors books all of those kind of things Right. and it takes place um it, you can find it on the interesting modeling company page on facebook and also on twitter under the same name and the live shows that, that are done tend to be on a sunday night the, there's usually a news show on a sunday night at seven thirty um greenwich mean time so whatever time that is okay. for you guys i guess that would be early afternoon and there's also yeah, a midweek so. kind of shenanigans that they that they get up. The midweek one tends to be like this. It's a bit more free-flowing. It's it's where usually a couple of people or three people get together and, and we chat. Unlike this, which is a podcast, the, the Interest of Modeling Company is a is a video presentation so unfortunately you get to see our ugly mugs for for an hour and a half or whatever so (laughs) if you can kind of put up without all of that nonsense then um then then it's sort of worth tuning in we we tend to be very much like this it's it's very laid back it's um we try not to be we're not confrontational on there it's conversation it's it's whatever interests us tonight's which will be happening in, I'm looking at the time now, which will be happening in an hour and a half from now, is John, who is, it, it, and Drew, I think, are going to be talking about the the new 24-scale uh, Mark 9 Spitfire that, that Airfix have announced this morning. So you'll be able to yeah. see that. And then I think there's one tomorrow night as well, um, on Monday night, same time, 7.30. And that will be about the rest of the the Airfix release schedule for 2022, okay. so they'll be talking about some of the things in there, and I can I can tell you that there are some exciting releases within that schedule for tomorrow night. So it's definitely cool. worth having okay. having a, having, like, a yeah, having a look. So we will so, yes. Yeah, so, so so the interested modeling company. If you're on Facebook, you can you can hop onto the interested modeling company page on Facebook and you can also um hop onto twitter as well um john tweets quite a lot of stuff on there he also yeah. tweets under the uh, um the ethics uh, book of modelling i think it's called on on twitter as well he's he Okay well we'll, on
0: there too, so. we'll certainly link that on our uh, model geeks uh, facebook page
6: okay brilliant yeah thank you for that and and also a bit uh, self and um, um, um just me basically telling you where to look for stuff of mine. if you go on to um, um mine is called the kit box and the kit box yep. which you will link to because you said about the essay the kit box is on uh, wordpress that's my website you can see on there and that's where all of the essays go but i've also got a a twitter feed under the kit box and also an instagram page as well which is linked to my personal facebook page so if i put something on my personal facebook page it dro- a photograph it drops onto instagram so you don't need to follow me on facebook you can see the photographs as they as they appear yeah i've
0: actually uh, i've actually been following that there on instagram and uh we've uh we, we do carry the uh, kit box in our uh, show notes we've uh, been doing that now for what, about six six months or so so yeah, uh, right. our listeners right. have that there to, to to take a look at and uh it's a it's a great blog uh spencer uh yeah i, I look forward to the uh to your your, your post coming out on there um uh, it's just really good stuff a uh, great right. job I've on got the got picard too
6: a... yeah. say
4: that again sorry uh, so i was like, great job on the picard too i was reading that article last oh, night yeah. your review build the, of I it. Guess.
6: Yeah, the the Pekara was my kit of the year for for last year. I absolutely loved it. But it's uh, bearing in mind that that last year also saw the release of the Tamira Four, so that probably gives you yeah. an idea of, of how much I thought about that. But um, mm. I th- mainly because it was so cheap for something that was just extraordinary. Quality. <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't know what it. How much Maybe is I'll build so that next. The, yeah, the Picara, Auckland's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fabulous. It goes drops like together. The- yeah, yeah
4: and I like awesome. the scheme you did too.
6: Yeah, yeah it was – yeah, they, I, I wanted – originally I wasn't going to do that one. I was originally going to do a Falkland scheme that was in that metal, that anodized metal finish, but was sprayed mm-hmm. with camouflage. Um, and I just – I thought, this is going to look way too scruffy, so I just went for the metal finish. And <laughs> I, I do like it. It's uh, It's in my display case behind me at the moment. So I, I'm just – yeah, I, 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 you'll love it. You'll really enjoy that kit. It's, it's really very nice to build. Oh. um but but yeah thanks guys thanks for um for you know putting that out there that's i didn't realize you were doing that that's really nice of you, Thank
0: you. oh yeah 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 And uh,
1: so yeah i think we've all been real fans i think that you know we've talked about it on our shows before as far as what style we all like to build and i think you know we all have a fairly similar style um you know and and when i look at your work, it's, it's kind of that, it, it's just a very nice balance between mm-hmm. that, the realism and the artistic, you know, license that you're able to, you know, for me, I'm, I'm probably lean more towards the, the artistic side where I might shade and fade panels and whatnot. It doesn't it look exactly like how the aircraft is. Eh, I might embellish a little bit, but the more I've kind of matured my building style, I've reserved that a little bit. And I think that, you know, when I look at what you're building, I think it's a very nice balance between, you know, that realism, accuracy versus having that artistic license to really make the model pop. And I think that's, that's the thing that, that for me, uh, is the attraction to your builds is just, it just has a very, the, the finish is, is just fantastic the the presentation is phenomenal you know you you really do how you photograph stuff and how you present it it's just very very well done and it's been an inspiration for all of us so so thanks for everything that you do and it's definitely appreciated
6: so thank Thank you you. that means a lot it's yeah Mm -hmm. for people to to you know to see what you do and and to to be happy with it that's yeah thank you for that and and hopefully that's going to the the, the KV two is a is is a departure from, from that because it is much more weathered than, than I would normally do because that's cool. what I was asked to do, um, But also I've got a little Airfix chipmunk that I'm about to build, which will be built next week, um. And that's going to be done for that's going to be done in this kind of slightly stylized Spanish way. It's going to there gonna you go, the yeah, yeah, panel and that kind of thing because it's so tiny. And if I don't do that, yeah. it's going to sort of be lost, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll be another one of those models that I do in in like a metal finish. I I do like doing that. Cool. So it's going to be metal with yellow trim on it. And sweet. And so hopefully, yeah, that's what hmm. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping it'll it it will look sweet when it's finished. Um, because yeah. it's, it's so little, it's it's yeah. a cute little thing, yeah. you know. And um, cool. So that's that's what I'm planning after having chinwags with Brett about how we approach this build. So hopefully you'll see that. But also, um, I've got a couple of plans for for a couple, for at least one more a new essay next week on on the website and and obviously i'll put kv on there and, and that kind of thing so hopefully people will sort of see cool. but sometimes like i have good ideas when i'm playing on playstation at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> and then i forget them and then i forget them the next day and and, and i'm like well, i should write these down i should be like an author yes. and post it notes all the way around the yeah, yeah just little
0: you a, a little yeah. voice recorder and yeah. you know, yes, bl- and right, right there on your yeah. phone.
6: Almost... Yeah. Yes, and that's the thing because I have that phone with me all the time. You think actually yeah. I do that, but if I'm maybe I'm just completely disorganized and
0: <laughs> uh, White, Whitey's the, the king of phone notes. There, oh, uh, i speak of Whitey. i it...
3: uh, some stupid idea come in my head and I'll grab it and make notes. Man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> show, show you know when it comes to like the show and stuff. Yeah, you, know, you know, I'll have an idea yeah. in there. And I'll, grab it
0: real quick, make a note. Yes. So, uh, why do any party shot parting
6: shots there for you, my friend?
3: No, just thanks again for sitting down with us. Uh, great to talk to you.
6: Uh, love your work. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Hopefully it's as, as well with this sort of conversation. It's sort of, it started off as one thing and kind of developed. So hopefully it's, yeah. it didn't go off track too far. Really? Oh, no, no,
0: no, this is all great stuff.
4: Yeah, no, thanks, Spencer, for coming on and um, talking to us for a little bit about your process and how you kind of build things. And uh, I'm a PlayStation guy, too. I play it every now and again. I really don't play online because I got tired of getting my ass kicked by some, like, 10-year-old kid <laughs> playing that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I ain't got time for this. So I just, yeah, I don't play online a
6: whole lot anymore. Neither neither, neither do I for exactly the same reasons. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm I Because you walk I away pissed waiting. off. You're like, i'm way beyond the uh the, the desire to be humiliated by a 13 year old sat in their mum's yep. bedroom I
5: I, just, you know, I
6: I would rather get my ass kicked by the ai than i would by some by some kid who's gonna be laughing at me on the head
4: no that's not <laughs> yep that's exactly it you know i was like i got tired of that i'm like man this is embarrassing i'm done so, <laughs> yes i agree absolutely
6: but thanks for stopping by and chatting with us for a bit yeah, yeah. not a problem not a problem I've really enjoyed it thank you it's um, yeah I'm gonna I want to echo it uh,
0: to Spencer you know I really appreciate it. I know that you're taking time out of your Sunday uh, Sunday evening I know you've got things to do and it, it's really appreciated and uh, I also want to say thanks a lot for uh, this article because it really likes uh, I, I think you can tell uh, uh, really struck a chord with us. And and I think it's important to, you know, here here at the geeks, we're all about promoting the hobby and really wanting to see new people come into the hobby. And um, yeah. I think that this is important for people to understand as they come into the hobby, right? Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with competing with yourself to make yourself better, but don't make yourself crazy. It's a
6: hobby. <laughs> Enjoy it. You know, yeah. have fun.
0: So it's an important
6: message. That's the essence of it really. It's just have fun. Just remember why you wanted to do it in the first place and stick with that. Don't don't let other things derail your your desire to build plastic model kits. That's yep. that you know, that's that's it. Be that kid, be that, you know, be that ten-year-old who who stood in front of that rack of models in a model shop with a, a couple of quid in his hand thinking, what kit shall I buy to build today? Be yeah. that person. Don't be the one that, that's that's there desperately trying to um, impress other people because that's, honestly, you'll lose your way. And once you lose your way, you'll find it very difficult to get back on the path, I think. That's, yep, uh, agree. And that's what I was trying to say with that. With that.
5: Yep. yep.
0: Uh, one last thing that I will share with you, and uh, you didn't know this coming in, but uh, what, a great episode and what a perfect guest to have for not only our 25th this is our 25th episode but oh, wow. it's this 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 is our one-year anniversary so oh, this episode's our wow. one-year anniversary episode and uh, i i really appreciate you i'm sure the other guys will say the same thing uh being a part of that and coming on and being on the yep, show so absolutely um no, hope to have you on again sometime in the future uh, and I will Guys, say that if there's all, anything, all you
6: need to do is just ask me if, whenever great. you want me to come on and, and, and talk you just ask me I'll make the sound that,
0: awesome that's wonderful uh, if there's anything that we can do uh, to, to help with the, the kit box let us know please uh, same with the, your involvement over with the interesting uh, modeling company uh, the geeks the model geeks are here to help any way we can and we really appreciate it uh, you being here
1: yeah thank you very much Yep. Thanks, Spencer. Appreciate you coming on. It's great to meet you. Thank you. Cheers.
0: All right, man. What a great interview, man. I want to thank uh, Spencer for taking the time to come over here. What a what a great down to earth guy, man. That was just that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know. It, Gotta have him back on here sometime in the near future.
1: Yeah, of- I'd I'd love to just you know find out. So I'm sure he's he's such a wealth of knowledge and just such a great person, great model builder. Um, makes it makes the interviewing easy. You know, it's just yeah. there's just got so much to offer. And appreciate. Uh, I think we all you know really appreciate him taking the time to talk to us.
0: Yeah. So I will, uh, like I said, uh, make sure that I link uh, the kit box down in the show notes, which, you know, actually it's already there. You can go back to the past episodes. It's, it's in there, but uh, take a look at it when you get a chance. he has got a great blog over there and uh, check out the uh, interesting modeling company on Facebook. Uh, check out their lives when you get a chance there. They're really good. So, um, guys, that's going to bring us to the end of episode twenty five it's been a fun year again I'm gonna say happy anniversary <laughs> to each one of you uh yeah man i've I've had a blast don't know about you but it's been a it's been a ride it's been fun
1: it has been fun yeah it went by um, quick it went by i mean it went by quick that that first year was just i mean it was really fast but i think the the most enjoyable part for me was when you go to shows and you get the little tap on the shoulder and somebody says, man, are you, are you part of the model geeks? Normally they probably do it to Whitey because his voice is so yeah um, <laughs> recognizable, you know, mine. They're kind of like, oh, who are you? Um, but no, yeah, it's just
3: the guy in the hobby store rolled up on you. He man.
1: did. Yeah. He yeah, He man. was like, oh, wow, you're, you're part of the model geeks. Anyway, it was just, it's always great when. Um, you know, you're able to meet folks. That's that's been the best part, you know. Just getting back to shows, but being able to meet with people and talk to folks. Oh yeah. It's great. It's and awesome. Meeting
3: the other guys from the other shows. Holy cow. Uh
1: that was I, was just, I always every time I, I see those guys now, I think of that ep the, the scene from Step Brothers, you know. <laughs> we just become best friends. You know, it's yep. just it's, Yep. Yeah. It's just it's like pe- people that you haven't that you, you just met, and yet you feel like you've known them
3: for your entire life. Yeah, it's, we're all the same. It's awesome, scale yeah. modelers, man.
0: Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So let's roll on out of here. First episode of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty two now in the books. Uh, it's rolled into another uh another twenty five. Can't wait till we hit fifty. Uh, I hope all you guys out there have enjoyed listening to us as much as we've enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby. And uh, we want to thank each and every one of you for making us a part of your valuable bench time. We hope you join us for our next episode. But for now, geeks, come on. Let's all be excellent to each other and get out there and build something. So until next time, out from the geeks. Take care, everybody.
2: See you all in. See ya.